Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through.
again for coming to Bard's Logic Political Talk, part of the conservative conversation. And yeah, I just really like that song. I just decided to play all of it, <laughs> all of it uh, tonight. Uh, now we're going to talk about uh, our main topic, but of course we'll go with the other topics as we do here. So stay tuned, listen to the show. You'll never know what uh, you'll hear here on Bard's Logic. So whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to the podcast, uh, certainly uh, stay tuned because uh, we talk about all kinds of things here. And, of course, uh, we do appreciate uh, you sharing the link to the show, whether it's uh, here on Blog Talk Radio or the many uh, podcast apps that you can find, uh, Bard's Logic, Political Talk. Now, the re- there, now, I would say, is the return of the Trump movement. Uh, President Trump begins his rallies starting in Ohio and Florida this coming uh, week, weekend, and the 4th of July. Now, the American First Movement, also known as the Trump Movement, I think is best shown in these rallies as tens of thousands attend them. Uh, Now that COVID-19 is being left behind, uh, patriots can now once again peaceably assemble to support the president who actually represents America. Uh, President Trump will be going throughout America to support the candidates that he has or will endorse uh, for the 2022 midterm elections. Uh, Currently, he will be supporting Max Miller in Ohio. Uh, Now, I will be reaching out to Max Miller soon for an interview, who will be running against Alan Kinzinger. Trump has already endorsed Miller as he was one of you know, Trump's advisors. Uh, Now, the Ohio rally will be in Lorain, Ohio. So if you're one of our Ohio listeners, it's near Cleveland, where our former guest, Jonah Schultz, uh, who was also running against Gonzalez, he'll be attending as well. Now, while we're thinking of the upcoming elections, let us not forget those Republicans who voted for President Trump's impeachment. Now, this includes Liz Cheney from West Virginia, Tom Rice from South Carolina, Dan Newhouse of Washington, Adam Kinzinger, where we interviewed Jack Lombardi, uh, who is running against Kinzinger. Uh, he's running against Kinzinger. Anthony Gonzalez, as you know, uh, we interviewed Jonas Salt, who's running against Gonzalez. And that's in Ohio. Kinzinger's in Illinois. Brett Upton of Michigan, Jamie Harab-Yotler in Washington, Peter Meyer in Michigan, John Ketko in New York, and David Valadao in California. Now, if these are in any of your states, certainly uh, you look for candidates that will be uh, America first. Um, of course, another topic I want to talk tonight, and as I said earlier in the show, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about stuff that just comes out, right? Um, And why does Biden want to hurt the middle class? By removing 401k plans as deductions, pre-tax deductions. Now, one of the things I want to mention before I bring in the callers, and Stephen, I'll bring you on shortly, is that, has anyone else noticed, and think to yourself, has anyone else noticed how we're in June, almost July, and there's really not a lot of talk about COVID. Things are opening up. 
you know, Trump rallies are happening, are going to be happening. I want, I mean, sometimes I wonder, now I'm not saying COVID wasn't real. I'm not saying people didn't die from it. But what I'm saying is the more that comes out, the more I think about it, the more I do believe that COVID was released purposefully. And I think very well to to affect it that the 2020 campaign. I, and I think the one of the reasons was so that Trump couldn't do rallies. I think to be able to show the popularity of his campaign, show the popularity of the Trump movement, because I think it would make their attempt at stealing the election. Yes, I'm one of those who subscribes to that the election was stolen. And I think that, you know, that's another part of it, because when Trump wanted to do rallies, there was, oh, he's trying to kill people and, you know, all the hatred that was put out for those. So, I I mean, I think COVID certainly was put out there so Trump couldn't do his rallies anymore, because it actually showed people. It's important for people to see the, the masses, you know, out there. I mean, look how effective, you know, the Black Lives Movement, I mean, they got what, billions of dollars? They got people who were part of the riots being released from jail. Charges dropped. I mean, you're seeing that, you know, you're seeing that happen. So you see how just the mass is going to the street or, or the mass is gathering and how important it could be. I mean, remember the Tea Party movement and how instrumental the Tea Party movement, you know, was. So I think it's going to be important to see the tens of thousands of people at these rallies. So and I, I, again, I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't uh, they didn't want him to do it because that that far in the in the election because then then I, I it, it would make the optics of Biden stealing the election more believable because you couldn't say like oh wait a minute you got tens of thousands of people going to Trump rallies but I mean, you're you're having a handful of people going to Biden's. So I think it made their steel more believable in the rallies. But now they're coming back. Um, and so, you know, with 2022, we'll see. Now, H.R. 1 has failed. Uh, we can talk more about that. The Democrats aren't going to give up, of course. And we'll uh, talk more about that as well. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, bring in Stephen. Uh, Stephen, thank you very much for coming to the show. Steve, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Better than I deserve, man. I guess you rested up last week, some good rest, and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, totally, well, I wasn't uh, resting. I had a family thing I had to attend to, but uh, uh, but I appreciate that. Um, not wasn't wasn't restful, but but I certainly appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, um, you know uh, the thing about it is, there, I, I monitor all forms of media, and there's, yeah, there's still. They're calling it the Delta variant of COVID nineteen. So you open right, up, yeah. You open up, and then you blame, you know, uh, you blame the people for, you know, they're going into Target and Walmart. They're not vaccinated, so but you have to kind of trap Republicans by opening up first, and then put a sign on the front door saying, "Hey, if you're vaccin, if you're not vaccinated, you should wear a mask." So 
they're setting it up to where they're going to blame Republicans in the future for going into these businesses and corporations without wearing a mask or without being vaccinated to further push the passport either this year or next year. But they 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 definitely want to suppress the uh, yeah they definitely know they stole the election uh, COVID nineteen I uh, you know I was always you know letting people know you know it's just it's biological weapons have to be injected into your body um, and so you know I, and that's what the, the importance of the eight hundred page book. Uh, to let you know the science of biological weapons, they have to be injected into you. It has to be an inoculation. It has to be a jab. And so uh, 2 billion people have been vaccinated according to the New York Times across the earth. I believe it's going to be a biblical event, um, that this is actually a biblical event because, um, and then uh, one-third, I am hearing that one-third of the vaccines are placebos. And that was another part of the psychological operation. The people that got vaccinated, hey, I feel great. Yeah, you probably feel great because guess what? It was a placebo. It yeah, sets yeah, you up you in further conditions. Exactly. You didn't get an actual shot. You got a placebo because you're a celebrity. You're, you're the first wave. So you got a placebo. So another thing is we act so – because of that, we don't know how many Democrats got the real – thing or how many Democrats got placebos. So, but we, the state governments, they need a plan for if the federal government collapses. If the federal government collapses, the states need to have a plan. Yeah, yeah, the red states have to have a plan, man. We cannot depend on feds. By the time the next, midterm next year, Joe Biden, this country may be finished. You, you see what I'm saying? We have to have a plan, and then I'm hearing about civil war in China because the price of food is going so high and causing so much famine. Civil war in China among the the hungry versus the non-hungry in China. There's so many global events are going on, and so many situations. I'm saying it's like a moving target, and we just can't depend on this. And, and, and if you have fraud going on. We can't even really depend on elections at all, Bart, because we've got fraud going on. So we have to deal with the fraud at the same time we're preparing for midterms. You see what I'm saying? Because if we don't, if you don't deal with the fraud, you're gonna have the same result. You're gonna get this. You're gonna get the same situation like we had, you know, six, six, seven months ago. Yeah, Bart. You know, and yeah. Um, well, and uh, well, yeah. good to see you know. HR1 and SR1 failed. Um, so, and, and, you know, and, and not that I'm a huge fan of the Republicans, but I, I think that, and the reason why it was unanimous, because I think even even the Republicans that voted for Trump's impeachment, they, I mean, they think they also, look, if HR and SR1 pass, that's, that's it. Our, our party's done. There's no way that our party... Um, you know, they're thinking they all, you know, there's no way a party's going to survive this if that passes. They're going to set it up um, so that you know the Democrats are going to be able to win in perpetuity. Now, I don't know how Biden plans on winning re-election in 2024. You know, with 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 talk about hey, let's you know make 401k to, you know not consider as deductions anymore. Uh, 
you know, hurting that's going to hurt the middle class if he decides to do that. Well, I mean, he won't decide. I mean, it's going to go through, have to go through Congress, but I mean, that that's what he wants to see. Like, what makes you think that you can? I mean, the only way they can win the election, is, in my opinion, uh, that way is to steal the damn thing. Because who the hell would? I mean, that, that certainly is voting against your your own self interest. Now, of course, you know that's if you're someone who actually has, you know. A four, your own 401k from, you know, from work or, you know, you have one on your own. Yeah, I think that's Wall Street influence. A 401k, that, that sounds like uh, your Wall Street elites or Goldman Sachs and somehow they're wanting uh, something done by the 401ks. But I'm serious, man. We have to have these states. They have to have a backup plan. You cannot depend on the federal government. It is just impossible. You cannot depend on these guys. You have to be able to function. If the dollar crashes, you have to be able to function. If uh, Mexico or the cartels invade this country, if the border completely collapses, then you have to have plan A, B, C, D. The states have to have a contingency plan. They cannot depend on the federal government. And I have a feeling that these states really don't have any contingency plan at all except the National Guard. You know, they, they're going to have to have a plan, man, because anything can happen, especially like when you're re- reaching like uh, the Book of Revelation and, and big events start to happen because uh, we're, we're, you know, you have to have a plan, man. <laughs> you got to have a plan. Even to get into the kingdom of heaven, you got to have a plan, man. Same thing with graduating college or whatever you want to do. You have to have a plan. They better have a plan, a contingency plan. Because if they're dependent on this federal government, man, I, 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 it's not going to work, man. It's not going to work. There's too many rhinos. And that's the main thing, Bart. They suppressed you got us with rhinos. You know, There's too many rhinos around, too many. Uh, it's, it's, it, we don't have enough pure patriots. You don't have enough Ron Pauls. You don't have enough Rand Pauls. You don't have enough uh, guys that's really going to fight the system. There's too many rhinos. It's just too it's too complicated. You see what I'm saying? You gotta have, the states need to – so I, I want to see that too. Um, the vaccine, I mean, 18 months to two years, um, there was an oil company executive uh, that made a phone call to the temporary agency that he uses – and he told the lady he don't think his oil workers that got vaccinated are going to live three years from now. So he wants all the oil oh, wow. workers that were vaccinated replaced within three years, he told her. And then she told the media what he said. He don't think they're going to live to be three years from now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, man, and, and if you have a massive number of people die off bar, that's an automatic economic collapse. I mean, you're going to have the biggest real estate crash in the history of mankind if people start dying off a ton of assets and baby boomers and houses and cars. Imagine all the cars baby boomers own. They start passing away. You're going to have a crash in the auto industry. You're going to have economic collapse. You know, all these people die off 60 to 70%. And then you'll have a lot of people in the nursing homes with the Alzheimer's and cancer heart disease and Alzheimer's were like the, the major side effects of the vaccine. And so it, 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 you see what I'm saying, Bart? And that's why the states need to plan on what they're going to do 
you know, uh, the FEMA camps, I mean, that goes back decades, but it's real, you know. Um, look at what New York was. The state of New York, they were like, hey, you know, you don't want to get vaccinated. We need to put you in a camp. You know, we put you in a detention center. And this transgender woman, she approached Cuomo on the street and told him to his face that he wasn't putting her in a FEMA camp, a detention center. Uh, him, you know, uh, and so the transgender. <laughs> hey, I got Bart, you. so you got Democrats fighting amongst each other, too, uh, about what's going on with the high gas prices. I know Democrats are not happy about that. Oh, yeah, you got to wonder, you got you to wonder how they're, you got to wonder how they're feeling. You know what I mean? You got to wonder how they're mm. feeling. Yeah, it's like, it's like you voted for this guy. You had to know this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and when it comes, Bart, if it's if it's like a biblical event, man, you can delay it as much as possible. But it's like Judgment Day in the Terminator movie; it's inevitable. It's gonna happen, like the Mark of the Beast in the Book of Revelation. It's gonna happen. It's just you can delay it till like it's till you're, you know, it happens after you're dead and gone. But these biblical events are going to happen. The, the Bible talks about like one third of the earth dying off in the book of Revelation, like a massive number of people just being killed on the earth and all kinds of wars and earthquakes. Do you know how many Bart dreams and visions people are having of California ending up in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean from an earthquake? It's like, man, or Florida being destroyed from a tsunami. It's just you know, when it comes to these big, massive events that, you know, uh, that it's just in the future, sometimes, man, you just got to have a plan. And I, you know, I just, you know, and I think that's why so many people move to Bitcoin. They, they kind of know, like, hey, we can't depend on the U.S. dollar. You know, we need Bitcoin because we, we don't know what, what these guys are going to do. <laughs> you know? So they think Bitcoin problem with Bitcoin, you know the elite is involved with Bitcoin too. So I have no doubt Wall Street sold off a massive amount of Bitcoin and that's why it's been down so long, but it's, it's barred, it, 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 you know, it's getting complicated, man, but I don't know how you're going to root out all these rhinos, man. Do you have like an anti-rhino plan? <laughs> well, I tell you what, here's my anti-rhino plan. Well, and I, I think that the starting of these rallies can very well be. We're, we're going to get Tim Kelly and nine four one. Just put the number on your uh, one on your number dial. I'll get you into the show. I'll just have to uh, get you in the green room, get your name. But uh, Kelly will get you in soon. I think these rallies are the anti uh, could be the anti rhino because I mean again, one thing Trump's going to be doing is. He's going to be, you know, supporting, you know, the people who, uh, you know, I, I, I a lot of people who's gone, you are rhinos. I think he's going to support the people who are against them. You know, so I, that, I mean, like for instance, I mean, I don't know much, and I'm hoping to get uh, that Max Miller on the show. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know much about him. I really liked uh, when we had Jonah Schultz on. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple, oh, yeah. we had Jonah Schultz on a couple of weeks ago. You know, I, I really like—I I liked a lot of what he had to say. There's a few things I, you know, I was like, eh, but I mean, that was more of a of a personal thing than anything else. But 
you know, no, also, I, again, I don't, control, I don't know, but... no, I don't know enough against about. All I know really about this this uh, Max guy, Max Miller, is that he was an advisor to Trump, and when it comes to advisors to Trump, I don't know how well I trust them, <laughs> frankly. You know, I mean, look at a lot of the other advisors that he had that I don't think it turned out too well for him. So for him to endorse uh, somebody, just you know, hopefully, hopefully he's not just endorsing the person because of his, uh, you know, you know, only because he, he was an advisor. I think you know there could be you know more people who uh, it would be better. Again, I mean, I think the candidate we interviewed here. You know, would be a, a really good candidate for that. Um, you know, I mean, here's uh, you know, he's got a website. And again, we're gonna um, meet up. You know, we're, I'm gonna reach out to him. Um, and, and I mean, if you look at his website, it says where Max stands, right? I mean, yeah, it's great that he was a, a in the Marine Corps, right? And it's great that he was, uh, you know. An advisor to Trump, but I mean, if you go to Max Miller's website, and I mean, again, it's new. I mean, we're still pretty far away from you know the election, but if you go under the issues, and then if you go to the issues, and I would and I would ask him about this if he was to come onto the show, but then if you look at the issues to uh, Jonah, you know, where who we had uh, Jonah Schultz, who we lay ahead on last week. I mean, he really gets. He, I mean, his website really gets into his stance uh, on, you know, on issues. So, and again, I mean, I don't know much about him. His website at this point doesn't say uh, say much. I mean, of course, you know, they could pan those out as they, you know, as we get closer to the actual, you know, voting. But I just hope that you know Trump doesn't go and endorse people just because they were advisors of him or his administration, because as much as I think Trump did, you know, a, a, you know, a great job in the, in, in the office, while well, in office, I think he certainly made some mistakes, especially mistakes with the people that he, he had around him. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that before I bring in Kelly? Uh, I, I would like you to see if you could interview Fritz Springmeier. S-P-R-I-N-G-M-E-I-E-R. He's the author of the Mind Control book, and he talks about presidential models. See, Trump was also a Hollywood actor. And, you know, as far as the bloodline, the presidential bloodline, but like you said, that plus he's the one that brought in Dr. Fauci. And I have a feeling if people, if a massive pe- amount of people do die off, the Democrats are going to blame Trump for bring for bringing Dr. Fauci will. on board. Yeah, they'll flip it and then they'll say, "Oh, he's the one that did Operation Warp Speed." Uh, it's normally right. a decade for exactly. vaccine approval. Yeah, yeah, they're going to flip the script. Yeah, they're going to flip the script. You know, at this point, I think we need direct democracy where you when you have like big bills, these thousand page bills where every American can participate in voting if they want to vote on these big bills, because the trust in the current system is so low. 
I mean, direct democracy, you know. It's just who can count the votes. Bart, that's our biggest issue is how are these votes going to get counted appropriately where there's no fraud and no corruption? Because if the Republicans think they're voting in vain and it's their vote's not going to count, they're going to be dis- dis- they're not going to be encouraged to vote. They say, "Well, I tried that last time and it didn't work, and, and Trump got robbed. So why would I go back to the polls again on midterms?" Well, and that's what happened a lot. And, and well, I think I, I think in part, I mean, I think they pulled the same shenanigans in uh, Georgia with those two Senate seats. Uh, as they did in the 2020 election for the presidential election, I think that happened, and people were like, yeah, why should I vote after what happened then? So I think it was a mix of those two. Uh, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated, and that's what I'm like. Man, the state of Indiana, the state of Ohio, the red states, just have a backup plan. What currency you plan on using if the federal government destroys the currency with all these different, uh, you know, handouts and giveaways and stimuluses? I mean, it's like, man, our state government is going to be, like, more important than ever before, you know, if federal collapses, Bart. And so we really need to start calling our representatives, going down there, see if we can talk to the governor's uh, a secretary, the governor's assistant, like, man, we have to have a plan. We cannot just sit and die because the federal government uh, made wrong, bad decisions. You know, uh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the red states. I mean, imagine if bar all the red states combined together. Um It'd be a powerful force, you know, if the federal government collapsed. And I'll let the Democrats know, hey, if you destroy our system, there's going to be a force even more powerful you're going to have to reckon with when it comes to these red states. Give them them pushback and give them incentive to not destroy the system. You see what I'm saying, Bart? Right now, we kind of – we sound whiny. We're always whining at the establishment. We need to kind of get more in a power position instead of trying to like get them to change their ways. Yeah. Well, well could you repeat that? Yeah. If you notice when you listen to like uh, mainstream media, the Democrats kind of have this image of Republicans just being whiny. Like all we do is sit around and whine all the time. But if we, no, gotcha. rest, if we can get the red states to come together, say, hey, we got a coalition, we're not just sitting here waiting on you guys to fix things and get the gas price back down to $2 a gallon and have some common decency in how we run America. You see what I'm saying, Bart? It's, it's like it's talking to a brick wall, and they don't plan on doing anything. Uh, unless the American people really, 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 really get upset about it. And my thing is, Bart, once inflation starts to happen and prices start going up, these, these American people, eventually, they, you know, they're going to they're wake up. They're gonna, eventually, they're going to be like, hey, prices are out of control. Things well, they are happening. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to have to wake up. But if they wake up and we're too far gone, 
then then we have to worry about China. We've got to worry about Russia and other nations, uh, you know, getting ahead of the of the of, of the curve, you know, because there's talk out there that the European Union and China, that them together wants to be the future of the Earth, is the European Union and China. There's talk about that, that they want America to just, you know, die off and. Uh, they're kind of tired of all these gun-loving people. I, I don't know if you checked the uh, the mainstream media news today, Bart, but Biden is fighting against the gun stores now, the gun dealers. He's targeting gun dealers. No, so, sure, and then yeah. you, he don't he don't want you to be able to buy ammunition online when that's probably mm. the only place you could really get ammunition anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whew. I mean, things are so dangerous right now. I mean, going to church, you know, uh, connecting to with the pastor, all those things are going to be very important because, you know, uh, well, uncertainty well, uncertainty yeah. is just through the roof right now. I mean, it's just beyond imagination. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, I, mean I don't, I don't, I don't live my, I don't live my my life in fear, but I mean, I've got, um, yeah, I got some reservations. I'm, I'm going to be going to Florida in august and i made reservations at a hotel in atlanta but man after seeing the, the, the spikes of you know shootings and, and murders in in atlanta I, I might you know i might have to change my reservation <laughs> i'm thinking about it i don't know if i will but well the good the good suburbs uh they've got i think it's it's, it's either bankhead or buckhead it's one of the richest suburbs of atlanta um, this suburb, yeah, their inner cities are horrible, Bart. Those inner, I, those inner cities in Atlanta are terrible, but the the suburbs are really, 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 really nice. Gucci stores and Louis Vuitton. Um, your celebrities, um, they're out there. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it, it's just inner city Atlanta, but your suburbs, you're still gonna have your uh, Republican presence or police officers. That's police in the suburbs um, of these major metropolitan areas like Atlanta. So even though the inner city may be trash, bar, you still going to have some real, real, real nice suburbs out there. Uh, and, it, and, you know, just got to stay away. But when your plane lands, you're probably going to be in the international airport, you know, in Atlanta. You're going to be in the inner city. Rental car, Uber ride, get you out there to a nice suburb hotel. Oh, I'm, make sure I'm actually, I'm actually driving the, I'm driving to Florida. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be got driving. Like a fifteen, whoo, you, because Tampa. I used to live in Tampa for a couple of years, Florida. I mean, it, uh, from where I'm at to Tampa is like sixteen hour drive. So you, you got a long drive if you're going to it's Tampa. A, I've got thirteen. I've got a thirteen and a half hour drive. Yeah, about thirteen Ooh. hour drive. Yeah, that, that's, man, why I'm stay, that, that's why I'm driving. That's why I'm driving six and a half, staying at a hotel and driving six and a half. Yeah. But hey, yeah, we got yeah. we got Kelly on, so let's go ahead and get Kelly in. Uh, thank you very much for coming to the show. How are you, Kelly? I'm oh, good. We're starting to get some hot days. Next week we're going to be about 104, and um, here in Northern California. Um, yeah, Steve, uh, I was listening to your comment about you know the possibility. Well, the end times events, earthquakes, volcanoes, third of the world's going to die. But California, you know, I've heard this too, that geologically, California might slide off into the ocean. 
um, Cascadia Fault. There's a video called Cascadia Rising. But Steve, I don't, I don't think God is going to destroy California. And do you know why? Go ahead, Kelly. Because the government of California is already doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so uh, the uh, Noah story. If you ever heard the Noah story, so God charges Noah to uh, build an ark, and uh, about twenty years into the project, God shows up and He sees not much is done. The bow was made, and that's about it. And so God's starting to get all upset, and he's bringing clouds and clouds, and it looks like there's going to be thunderbolts, and Noah might get zapped. And, of course, God wouldn't talk with Noah first and say, hey, Noah, what's what's going on here? You haven't got much done in 20 years. So Noah said, well, <clears throat> my neighbor uh, submitted an anonymous com- complaint to code compliance. Then the building department came out and red-tagged, and uh, – then I had to fill out all sorts of applications. They told me I had to get an engineer, and I couldn't find one that specialized in, in boat design and because uh, that's the only way I'd get a permit uh, with, with engineer plans. So that, that took a number of years and a whole bunch of expense. And then the planning department came out and said, well, you're not zoned for this. So then I had to go buy some land and and then uh, move my boat, you know, the the bow and what I had gotten done. And uh, the public works complained that this was going to destroy the road, so I had to get a special permit and pay a bunch of fees for the damage it would do on the road as I moved it to this other piece of land. And then in the application, I made the mistake of, of uh, building a boat for a flood. Well, then environmental came along, and I got sued because I didn't do an uh, environmental impact report for a flood. And uh, so it's been really tough going. And then just, just last week, the workers I had hired <clears> – <throat> They went on strike, and they, they they went unionized on me, and we might get a deal maybe in a month. So, you know, all these permits and all these headaches I've had to go through. Oh, and, and by the way, you know, PETA, they're getting involved. They might sue me over all sorts of things, that, what could or couldn't happen to animals in the ark. And then the health department came out about this manure that might be a health problem to humans. And so this has been a really difficult task. All of a sudden, the clouds went from dark and gloomy to bright and light and a normal day. And Noah says, well, are you okay? Are you still going to destroy the world? And God said, no, the government already has. (laughs) I'm not going to destroy the world. (laughs) Hey, Kelly, one 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 of my prophecies on this show came true in Las Vegas. At the strip club, you guys can Google this right now. They were doing inoculations at the strip club. At least 100 people got jabbed, and they were getting free lap dances at the strip club in Las Vegas. I couldn't believe it. I talked about that on this show. I prophesied. I was like, this is going to happen, and it came true. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, man. They're doing everything they can. Next is going to be, hey. Bill Clinton will fall down the stairs if you'll get the jab. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. They're going to do anything they can to sell you on that jab, man, anything. Yeah, it's just insane, man. Yeah, well, 
yeah, I talked to a client that <clears throat> she wanted me to do some work up in Oregon, and they're selling her house, and they're escaping California. Congratulations to my client and her husband. And uh, <clears throat> they did not take the jab. When I was talking with them back in 2010, 11, somewhere in there, um, they – he was – he, he – the husband, I'm not going to mention their names. The husband was well aware of what was going on in the world. And she was like, oh, you're not into conspiracy theories too, are you? Well, she has come a long way since those days. And she did not the jab. Her husband did not take the jab. And she's wide awake now, and that's really encouraging to see. So they sold their house. Um, they probably – Cost one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand to build plus the land. So we're talking upwards of three hundred thousand nice acreage up on a mountainside. A really nice house and in a nice garage with an upstairs apartment. They got six fifty for it from some Hollywood person that bought it. Six fifty. The prices. I mean, wow. it was bidding war. It's a beautiful property. And uh, <clears throat> so all these years, I mean, that was an incredible investment. So not only are they retired from their own neighbors, but they have a little spending money. They're going to be up in Oregon and down in um, Yuma, Arizona to see the grandkids at different locations. I mean, they're going to have quite the uh, good influence on their on their grandchildren. And I'm like, gosh, good for you. And uh, so they're, we're going to get together before they leave. But unbelievable. I'm like, I was guessing what they were getting for their house. And she goes, higher, higher, higher. I'm like, what? You know, somebody from L.A., People are getting out of the big cities. The real estate agents around here, we're very rural. Here in Siskiyou County, we're right, right on the Oregon border. Mount Shasta is, is our icon. And uh, people, the real estate agents, we're just getting flooded with out-of-towners, out-of-county, um, Bay Area, Sacramento, L.A., whatever. People are they're just bugging out of the big cities because there's some smart people that know what's going on. And so that's one of the best. I've, I've promoted the Siskiyou County before as a good refuge, if you will, and a uh, very, I want to say, close community. And um, so we had some really good victory uh, at the supervisor's meeting a week ago Tuesday. And this is just a preview because I want to let people talk a little more. Maybe Suzette will, will show up or other people. But the <clears throat> supervisors were listening, and we may – end up not having Dominion vote counting systems in Siskiyou County from how many people um, discuss their frustrations at the supervisor meeting. I'll get more into that later. Um, but, yeah, the, the world's starting to get a little crazy. And, uh, Steve, how, how many people do you think are going to die from these vaccines? Or do you think they're going to live through it? Everything's going to be fine? Or what, what do you – you know, Tucker Carlson did this thing – Many weeks ago, 3,500 people have died, uh, according to the VAERS Vaccine Adverse Reaction System, the VIRS, as the CDC, and say only 1% to 10% is actually reported. But Tucker said 3,500 people have died since the vaccine rolled out. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. <clears throat> and it was, it's, it's hard to dispute because I did the VIRS research myself, and this is many months ago, 36,000 adverse reactions. Um, Tucker Carlson, 3,500 people have died. He's compared that to the last 15 years of all vaccines, you know, influenza and what have you, whatever normal vaccines. But in the last 15 years, the amount of deaths 
um, combined from these other vaccines has not been equal to the 3,500 from the COVID shots. Um, but it, do you do you think there's going to be a bunch of people dying in, in a few years, or are they going to be just fine, or is it going to tax their healthcare system? What, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that, uh, Kelly? I just want to let you guys know, Bard know, and the show know. I had a near-death experience in the past, so that's probably why I'm more religious. It's like if you're not living righteous with the Lord, your confidence, like when you're near dying, is just going to go straight down. Like I literally saw my own funeral when I was dying. So, And, you know, I cried out to the Lord for help, and and he restored me um, from my situation, my near-death experience. But... 60 percent, 60 to 70 percent, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, 2 billion vaccinated, six times 60 percent, 1.2 billion. If Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is correct, she says she got her information from the United Kingdom, um, people that actually do deep research on these vaccines. Um, also, in like countries like the Philippines, the, the, the president's threatening to uh, forcibly inoculate people. And so it's it just all depends on how many are going to get that jab. And then, Kelly, we don't know, because I was hearing maybe one-third of them may have been placebos as part of the conditioning. So, you know, the first one-third, let's say the first one-third was placebos, Kelly, which we know, you know, people were dying at the beginning, even at the beginning. It's like they were like, hey, I feel great. Yeah, you feel great because it was a placebo. It wasn't even a real thing. So, Kelly, it's it's, it's got to it's got to work its way out. It's going to be a lot of people dying, but I'm thinking out of this, out of the economic collapse, that's when uh, the the beast and the false prophet in the Book of Revelation will come on the scene with the one world government, and the alien stuff is also in the media as well. The alien agenda. I'm, I'm seeing CNN. They keep pushing the UFOs and the aliens. And that's what it, uh, you got to know that uh, it, 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 it's really fallen angels. Uh, they're claiming to worship extraterrestrials, but they're really worshiping, uh, really worshiping the devil. And I, I bought some UFO books and um, alien books. I did some deep research on it. Goes, it all goes back to Aleister Crowley and Satanism. But to deceive the people, instead of us calling them Satan, we call them an extraterrestrial. We call them E.T. from the movies. We call them an alien. That's a way of this deception of deceiving people. And then um, I wanted uh, Bard to bring Fritz Springmeier on the show to go over the mind control program because he talked about a lot of astronauts are under mind control to make them think that we went to the moon and things of that nature when we couldn't get past the radiation belt. And so it's you know, and then mind-controlled school shooters, uh, mind-controlled armies. Like, imagine Kelly, all these people coming across the border, uh, the border, in uh, the southern border, if they are under Delta mind-controlled programming to be a part of an army in the future to fight against the American people. See, when people are coming across the border, you got to take that seriously. Uh, it, it's very, very dangerous. So it's so. Nobody's going to acknowledge that. They're going to all sweep it under the conspiracy rug. Um, and, and, and so bringing on these authors would be a great way to kind of expand the knowledge so you can get it from the author themselves instead of hearing it from me 
about who are these people, who are these celebrities in Hollywood, who you know, who who are these people with multiple personalities, and it's kind of like the movie uh, Born Identity, where he woke up and he only he, he spoke a different language and didn't know who he was. It's just so much to the psychological operation, Kelly, and it's going to take time, but with prayer and just keeping your faith in the Lord, it'd be a lot less to worry about. Because the last thing you want to worry about, Kelly, is wake. The Bible talks about people are going to wake up on Judgment Day in complete terror at the presence of the Lord. You know, you have to plan your way into heaven. You have to plan your way into righteousness. And the and the, the red states have to plan for what are we going to do if the federal government fails? What are we going to do, Kelly? They better have a plan, or it's going to be an absolute catastrophe. And the gangs are going to be your new police officers because if they can't afford to pay the police department, then gangs take over the streets. And that's what I'm thinking the Democrats want. Why do they want to defund the police? Because they want their soldiers. They want Black Lives Matter and Antifa. They want them to be your your your, your, your local uh, police. They want They want the thugs to run the streets. You see what I'm saying? This is what they want so they can do whatever they want to do. They want the country to turn into a cartoon. What do you think about that? You know, our country has fallen so much. I got a couple books that cost me 200 bucks, compiled by a Krauss Stranton, who's a professor of law, or Stanton Krauss, and uh, been reading it furiously. It's fascinating. And these are uh, – it's history. What it is is he compiled the judges' grand jury charges. So the judge will convene a grand jury, administer their oath of office, and then charge them with their duties. In this, they would explain the necessity of enforcing the law and upholding the law and their enormous respect of the law. And one of the themes I keep seeing is, look, we created this government. Well, actually, you got – a style in before 1776, 1774, 1742, even go back to 1635. And uh, on a somewhat of a political soapbox, but more so judicial soapbox, the judges really admired the British system of law, which included trial by jury. And from that, all sorts of liberties came forward, and they were in, in admiration you know, we're talking 1720s, 1730s. They were in great admiration of the British legal system compared to other nations and compared to all of history. And um, there was an awful lot of liberty, and the colonials came over, 1620, 1610, Virginia, Massachusetts, and they were glad to be British subjects because the enormous amount of liberties that came forward from the British system. Now, freedom, which the British system had given them when King George went awry, went bad, went sour, like, hey, 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 you know, we're going to start our own country. So then after 1776, um, it starts their own, you know, we, we started our own country. Now, one of the things they say is, look, we the people have started this country. 
we the people have developed our own laws based on the British system. We took the good out of, from the British and added to it. And so we the people created this. It's up to we the people to continue and enforce and respect the law. You've heard rule of law. Because it's necessary for a, a, a good and just prosperous society is for the laws to be upheld. And we the people made them. So please understand that your duty as a grand jury member, which at the time they can investigate anything from uh, gambling to the, the roads, the bridges, um, street crimes, even uh, adultery and polygamy. They had broad powers, and, they were, and they were, the judges are citing scripture right and left. And it's amazing. And the necessity of a moral foundation is the only way a, a government will be good and fair. Well, the moral foundation, obviously, they found was that in the scriptures. Okay. But their admiration and their um, – the judge's encouragement to, to do your part is absolutely stunning. And um, when you see what has built this country, which is a, a cooperation of the citizens and the government to respect the law, to enforce the law, and admire the law, that has been instrumental, phenomenally instrumental for the blessings and the freedoms we now have. It didn't happen by accident. And the British also were very uh, deeply – and we're talking 1600s, 1700s, even before then, very devout towards Christ and the law. Great Britain, not many nations lived 800 years, or Great Britain has the rule of law and, and come to America. But when you compare their thinking in, the, in, in these charges by the judges to the grand juries compared to um, what's going on now with Let's defund the police. What? Let's – oh, the laws are oppressive. Well, then should every man decide what he should and should not obey as far as the law? It is absolutely stunning how if you take a, a judge from the 1700s before or after the Revolutionary War, it doesn't matter. If you take a, a judge and you were to put him in a time machine and bring him to now, he would be shocked and horrified at the defunding of the police, the disrespect of government, um, I believe so, the socialism that's going on. And he would be probably on his knees praying, God, help these people, because what we established is going south quickly to who knows what – because the British and the Americans had centuries to bring a rule of law that protected the liberties of people. I want to read you one charge. This is 1781. It's not going to be the whole charge. So real quick, excerpt. Kelly. Yeah, and real quick, Kelly. When, when you're done here, we're going to go ahead and um, bring Thomas on the line. So um, when you're done there, we'll bring in Thomas. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, me? Okay. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to read a few sentences, okay? This is uh, State of Maryland, Robert Hansen's charge to the Western Shore County, 1781. 
Western Shores along the Chesapeake Bay, okay, Western Shore County. Gentlemen of the grand jury, you are convened to execute a trust of that importance to your country, of the last importance to your country. It is a trust which no good citizen would wish to decline when he reflects upon the faithful administration of just laws, the safety of individuals, the preservation of government, and the very being of society ultimately depend. The institution of the trial by jury has been sanctified by the experience of ages. The founders of the English laws erected this strong barrier between the liberties of the people and the prerogative of the crown. And I'm going to skip down here. To inquire after every branch of the I'm sorry, to inquire after every breach of the penal laws, to protect the innocent, to punish the guilty, to guard against the encroachments of power and to keep every man within the limits prescribed by the Constitution and the laws is, in general, the business of a grand jury. And that's just one excerpt of just the thinking before and after the Declaration of Independence. My grandpa, he was such a law-abiding citizen and had enormous respect for the law. Well, he was born in 1901. This type of thinking that, hey, we're a community, we developed the laws, let's obey the law for the betterment of society, flowed through the 1800s into the 1900s. And, you know, my uh, grandpa left this in 1997, but he was an absolute law-abiding citizen. He went to church. He didn't talk about God very much. I don't know how much he studied the scriptures, but he understood the benefits of respecting the law and keeping the law enforced. It's so mind-blowing that, that what what could be happening down the road because because a simple question to anybody who wishes to oppose this point of view I have the simple question is okay what are you going to replace it with if you're going to have a revolution of some kind you want to bring in um, communism or socialism whatever Marx thinking is that really really a good replacement for the Constitution and the rule of law. Well, let's see what Thomas has to say on that. Let's go ahead and bring in Thomas, um, and then we'll bring it back to you. Uh, Dave, thank you very much, Thomas, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, yeah, so let's start with, you know, what has put us in the predicament we're in today. And I believe that was the tyranny that occurred uh, to uh, ratify the 14th Amendment. Because when that occurred, it took five years to ratify. Majority of the states, not only in the South but in the North, the Senate uh, were told by the citizens that they did not want the 14th Amendment. So what happens when the right of the vote of the people are taken away? What do you call that? I call that tyranny. And ever since that occurred, the 14th Amendment tyranny, the vote taken away from the citizens of the United States, it still didn't even have, I, I believe, actually at the end, the enough to actually ratify it. If I'm not mistaken, believe it or not. Uh, Texas was the last state to uh, bend over and accept the uh, ratification of the 14th Amendment. After that, it's been all downhill. Big business was part of that because they wanted the slave, the ex-slaves, to be part of their new uh, 
slave business. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're basically controlled by big business. They don't uh, work on the same laws that we abide by. They've got different laws. They can do what they want and they get away with it. No questions asked. Because they feed the Congress with many, with a lot of money. And uh, they accept it. And that's fine. This is why our borders are no longer protected. This is why we don't feel like we can uh, tell other countries and control the amount of trade that comes into our country unfairly. Why we have unlimited uh, immigration to this country in all aspects, not only across the border, but people come on a visa nowadays and they never leave. Last year alone, we've had 300 or 750,000 people come on a visa and decided not to leave. This is just uh, big business makes laws that allows them to get citizens to come from other countries and, and turn them into citizens, taking jobs away from American citizens. The 17th Amendment was due to the 14th Amendment uh, tyranny that basically took uh, the vote away from uh, legislature, legislators in the state and put the vote of the Senate in the hands of the people. The citizens, which you would think would be a good thing, but in reality, it was not. Uh, that was also a form of, uh, you know, extension of tyranny. And tyranny, we live in a tyrannous country right now, my, my belief. <laughs> once it happens once, and big business and the politicians believe that they can get away with it, take the vote away from the people once, they're in control, okay? Till we go back and fix this tyranny. We will never be the United States as if we were before the, uh, the Civil War. Never. Never fixed. Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, very unfortunate. And I've been here, and they really want a World War III. Oh, no, we're going to fix it. Now, I don't know whether you guys are going to be there and help us fix it, whether or not you're, you're there or not. I don't care. But I'm going to fix it. You know, I, I'm a Catholic Irish. I mean, Thomas was probably named for the, the religious aspect, but I'd rather look at it more like I'm Thomas uh, Jefferson. Okay. <laughs> hey, I love and respect what they did for us and what they gave us. Uh, they gave us a citizenship law in 1790, three years after writing the Const- uh, Constitution. They gave everybody equal rights, but then they, these geniuses wrote a citizenship law, the federal naturalization laws. And they knew they had to write this law because they knew that a country to exist in the manner that it was created had to be a people of likeness. Now, no diversity, like they're trying to shove down our throats and trying to make us believe that this is the new, the wave of the future and that everything's going to be rosy in it because it doesn't exist, Okay. That's why you got new black. That's why you have uh, Antifa. Why you have Black Lives Matter. Why you have uh, just everything a mess. A hodgepodge. No, 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 no. We're going to return back to the original. Everything. Founding fathers, because they were the they were the starters and the geniuses of this. What we have, not idiots after they died. After they died, some idiots assumed they were going to have the ability to continue their genius. But guess what? They failed miserably. 
I like your confidence. If you want to look up the federal naturalization law, it'll tell you who can be a citizen of this country. The first sentence. And that's what the founding fathers created. And that's what we're going to get back to. And we're going to, we're going to dissolve the 14th Amendment. We're going to put that in its place. We're also going to put the uh, federal naturalization laws in the Declaration of Independence. Because that would say that anybody who thinks they're going to change our citizenship law will have to take over the country <laughs> and destroy us in doing so. Well, that's what they're certainly trying to do now. <laughs> well, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, now? I know. The, um, the only way to change the Constitution would be the Article 5 mechanism where you have a amendment convention. It's not a constitutional convention. It's an amendment convention. And around 2012... But what if it was tyranny? If it was tyranny, it just wouldn't exist because tyranny can't exist in, in our country. It was one of the first things the founding fathers said. Tyranny will not exist. It cannot ever. But it did already. Only eight, 75 years after the founding of this country... Well, one of the that things was the number that one thing they said we cannot right. have happened. Well, there's been a number of things that happened. The Reconstruction era after the Civil War was not good, and then no. um, then they created the Justice Department in 1778, which took over the investigation of crimes, even government crimes, corruption. The Justice Department took it over instead of the grand jury doing its job. Then came the FBI, which early 1900s. Where the Justice Department created the FBI for all the investigation. Grand yeah. should have been doing it. They might have been okay in the beginning, but they're corrupt as hell today. Well, FBI yeah. is the most, so one they, of our most corrupt departments. Right. So then you also had the 17th, you know, the senators. You had the 16th Amendment. You had the well-regulated militia, which was uh, regulations of the state. Everybody participated, all able-bodied men, say, from 18 to 40, which was the police. They turned that over to the National Guard, and then we got the police coming in. And I do – around here in a number of places, I do respect the sheriff and the police. Um, so there's been some subversive things that have happened. The Sherman Antitrust Act came in the early 1900s. President Taft was like a hero on that to break up corporations. So a number of incremental steps, and we have gone so far from the original intent, the original use, the original effectiveness of the Constitution – so how do we get back? I mean, I've heard this thing, you know, the military is in charge of rounding up bad guys. Can't confirm that. But are we going to have an Article 5 convention to correct a number of these problems? Is that how this is going to happen? Well, either bring it to the Supreme Court on the 14th Amendment and have it dissolved due to tyranny. If not, then it's going to have to be a revolution like he was mentioning, which is not a big deal. I mean, really, it may not even take a revolution because if you get enough people and you go down to the Capitol and the White House and you basically tell them what's going to happen, the truth of the matter, and you stand strong and tall, and you're going to tell them that they're living in a tyrannous fucking society that we aren't putting up with it any longer, and we are under the Founding Fathers' rule, you guys are out of here. And then you now, what are they going to do? Are they going to get the military after us? 1.2 yeah. million military, and, and a half of those will probably be on our side. Yeah, that, that's why they planned on the robotic military in the future. See, they, they planned on robots because they know guys like you in the military 
are not going to follow their legal orders to shoot American citizens. So they have robot. They have a robotic military plan. That's why I was. I always used to tell people on these blog talk shows if. If the the Air Force base is going to be extremely important, they're going to be your control center for your drones. The robots need 5G to operate at a high, efficient level. That's why they rolled in 5G, because the robots need the speed to operate in a 5G atmosphere. Yeah. But the the Air Force base is going to be extremely important, because that's going to be like your nerve Yeah, but you know what you can do to eliminate yeah. all, any kind of robot military is that you can have a dirty bomb. And that would just shut everything down. You just blow a dirty bomb yeah. or whatever it is. And remember what they said about North Korea. They talked about that psychological operation for years. Hey, North Korea could hit us with a dirty bomb, an EMP, and then that will shut down the power. Yeah, I remember them talking about that, the EMP. EMP. Yeah. 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 And, well, and see, well, pictures I... like us will be targeted. Yeah, no doubt. That's like an equalizer, man. If you take the government and shut it down completely, uh, any kind of uh, computer system, us civilians could live uh, better, work together without that. We can just have walkie-talkies. We go back to the very simple (laughs) walkie-talkie and use that as our system of communication. I don't know how George Washington did did it with with the uh, first military of the United States, but they were able to communicate. Quite well, and it's like Wall Street and the Federal Reserve—they are funding our political enemies. That's a big, big, big problem. These guys like Antifa don't just show up on the scene with a pile of bricks yeah, right? out of nowhere. They're well funded, well funded. That's right. That's a problem. The Tree of Liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of uh, tyrants oh. and patriots. Did you hear Biden flub that up today? No, I heard about it. I was listening to – actually, I listened to many different uh, uh, blogs, and I was listening to M, uh, N, M, what is it, National – uh, National Socialist Movement, yeah, NSM eighty eight, right? You know who they are, right? The uh, they're right. Uh, they're uh, uh, they believe in the uh, German government of Hitler. So they were talking. No, I don't about know who they are. NSM. National uh, Socialist he Movement. quoted that today. Wow. I got well, MSNBC. <laughs> No, you can find them right here on the blog, on Blog Talk Radio. At 3 o'clock, they come on every uh, day almost, except for Friday and oh, Saturday. Okay. National Socialist Movement. They're the guys with the swastika on their – Wow. Yeah, I, I called into their show, and I, I told those guys, I'm like, look, man, it doesn't matter the color of the skin. we got to come together because we're globalists. These guys are Satanists, Luciferians. They get off on killing people. They don't care what color your skin is. We got to work together. I don't care the Nazi, KKK, whoever you are. Like these globalists, these Luciferians, Georgia Guidestones, these Satanists, these human sacrifices, and uh, Moloch, and uh, you know uh, what they do in San Francisco with the you know, this these guys, these pedophiles. They don't care anything about you. 
they don't care about all our different groups and out here. They they want everybody fighting amongst each other. The vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, blacks versus white. Yeah, but you still you still have to get your country in order. So I mean, yeah, I believe in all that, man. But I believe that the United States needs to get itself in order from the original United States, because we are being torn apart by this uh, freakish diversity plan to dis- that's what that's what their plan is. They're using diversity as a way to destroy all groups within the United States. So once we get back to the original, which the uh, federal naturalization, the first sentence says alien free white can be a citizen of this country. That is our citizenship law. This is a country made of as white nation. And I, you know, that's not being racist. It's the truth of what, what the founding fathers decided, what was going to work best. Oh. And that's what we, real, we are going to quick. return to. Real, real quick folks. I want you to hear Talk about the blood of patriots thing. I want you. I want you to hear Biden today. Uh, I think this was today, or uh, with him. I mean, if this don't, I tell you, if this, you, you, you sent me that video. I know it was a joke, Kelly, about scaring people, you know, with your mask, which was funny. Uh, but this ain't funny. This, this is scary. Listen to this guy. Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people could own a gun, what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all this stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water in the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned. And who can own it? The Second Amendment from the day it was passed. I mean, I mean, our adversaries see this. They watch this stuff. And the sounds a little loud. Sorry, I think I might have played a little loud, guys, uh, gals. But um, I mean, listen. Wow, it's 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 just amazing. As I said, this guy, I would be surprised if he lasts the January twentieth of twenty twenty two. But anyway, go ahead, guys. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just la la lying out there talking shit. Yeah, for sure. He's no threat, man. Him and the Democrats are really no threat. This is the time for us to take them over. I think they're the they're so weak. They're the weakest link. We could go in there and just fucking take it. I think I believe so. And that's all the mindset you got to have. Got to just go in there and know it's already done. And, and once they know they they that they're going to they're going to they're going to crawl out on their knees and see the censorship they rolled out, and that's why they have the NSA. If you try to organize, you're going to come up on the NSA's list. The NSA they're looking for us to organize, and they say, "Hey, these guys are terrorists." I'm like, "I'm not white." What do you mean? I'm they're the terrorists. I'm not white at all. What do you mean I'm a terrorist? Steve's trying to get yeah, the white. The white, the white is the true American patriot, right? Exactly. Anybody else would be the uh, terrorist. Okay, I, I was confused by that one. By what one? What, what did you? Just, yeah, what did you just say? Uh, I, I, I missed that. Well, that guy says, "I'm not white. I'm black. I'm, I'm not white. I'm not a terrorist." So I don't know what he meant by that. And the truth of the matter would be, yes, that's true, because 
the true the true patriot American is a white guy. That's what the founding fathers said. I only go by the founding fathers. Anybody else, what anybody else says, I'll put a bullet in their head. Anybody besides what the founding fathers said is a bullet in their head. Anybody who says that today's America is the United States, they got a bullet in their head. They're tyrannous. They're done. Anybody that believes in the 14th Amendment being part of our Constitution has a bullet in their head. They're dead because they're tyrannous. But guys, even though we're on blog talk, just keep in mind that you've got these guys out there listening to us too. Just please keep that in mind. Hey Steve, yeah, we have a running, yeah, we have a running joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it says, um, you know, NSA Bob, and we say we say it's kind of a joke, but there have been times where I've wondered, but. You know, I mean, we, I mean, I think, I think there's. Well, what the, I think yeah, what, what every department's at its weakest point. The, 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 well, what, the FBI is weak. Today? I mean, the federal government's yeah, weak. Our military's really truly weak. I want. If we had I three million, three million men. We could take. We could be done in a matter of days. Well, let, let me ask you a question, okay? If somebody has committed tyranny, don't, aren't they allowed due process of law and or trial by jury? At least a grand jury indictment, that's the Fifth Amendment. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless under presentment or indictment by a grand jury. So if somebody Well, has, we know that we know that tyranny did occur, 100%. Okay, how do you know that? <laughs> because I, mean, I know the history. I just, okay, let's, let's, I just let's told you. Let me, I just told you what happened. They forced right. it. But by, by just for sake they of discussion, they forced them to vote it in. Okay, so let, let's just go ahead and uh, suppose you're absolutely right and whatever. And okay, so is there enough people to make the change? Will the change happen in in a mob rule rebellion, or will there be due process allowed? Mob, because uh, I don't think inflation... there's no a due process, uh, a legal due process that would actually work in our favor of the truth. You're right. And they will inflation, fudge, just like they fudge everything. Well, well, right now, one person at a time, guys. Yeah, yeah. What I meant to say, inflation eventually overthrows any any government anywhere around the world. If inflation and hyperinflation gets high enough, it's guaranteed that it's going to happen, man. It, it, that they they monitor that they have psychiatrists and psychologists that monitor trends and if inflation goes sky high that's an almost an look at uh, political science it's almost an automatic overthrow of the government if prices get way way out of control yeah if the dollar is useless it takes a, no. a wheelbarrow of money to buy a loaf of bread like in Germany in the World War One. Now, let's suppose that you have enough people <clears throat> to have a mob, and then they decide to go ahead <clears throat> and get rid of all these bad things and the 14th Amendment and this and that, okay? But they're not using trial by jury. They're just mob rule tribunal, okay? Yeah, we don't have to um, hang them and kill them. We just tell them that, you know, they're on, just no ahead. longer hold, hold power on, and Thomas, we are shifting power. Hold on. Don't, Thomas, right. hold on. Let, let, let him finish. You yeah, don't interrupt him. 
Yeah, I watch a lot. I watch a lot of talk shows and things of that nature, and it just drives me nuts when people talk over each other. So that's um, one of my right, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm not getting up in here. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I got you. We got you. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, I want to paint a scenario because I want to ask you a question when I'm done. Okay, so let's suppose everything because I've heard this stuff before, the 14th and all sorts of things, 16th, never probably ratified, blah blah blah. We've been subjugated, okay, and you know the bar card and all this. I, I've heard about all this. Okay, so let's suppose enough Americans get together, they make an incredibly high-powered mob, and they don't necessarily have authority other than their oath to defend the Constitution and so on. These foreign domestic, and they go ahead and they go round up all these bad guys. Some will go to jail the rest of their lives. Some will just removed out of office. Some of them will be uh, hung for treason. Okay. If trial by jury and due process is not afforded the accused, then have we not fallen into a tyranny that we were trying to prevent? Are we accomplishing the respect of the Constitution to tyrannical measures? It's a serious question to consider. Well, Thomas because Jefferson example, said to have a revolution every 10, 15 years to keep the government well, yeah, in, in, Thomas in, in Jefferson life. said the, tree, the full quote of Jefferson, the tree of liberty needs to be washed by the blood tyrants every 25 years. That was his quote. And so if we do something to correct and get back to the original intent of the founding generation – but we do it in a manner that is tyrannical. What kind of example are we setting for future generations? That they never allow this to happen again. They would never allow no, tyranny. I mean, if tyranny exists, they will see that it will be punishable by major, major. Uh, yeah. You know, Nobody pretty, will ever do pretty it much, yeah, here's the historical thing. Cause you study the French Revolution. What a disaster. He had this revolutionary group. Okay, now the king is gone. Well, no, he wasn't quite gone. He's kind of locked up in the king's palace with the queen. All right. Eventually, they got they they got beheaded. But you had one revolution that took over another revolution, and you had civil chaos and a disaster until things finally settled down. It is very often, like ninety ninety nine percent of the time, when you have a revolution, the leader of the revolution wants to be king. So George Washington was a very rare exception. Very rare. And Chinese revolution, oh, then then a new revolution over the other revolution. The Bolshevik revolution in Russia was really a bunch of uh, poor peasants that were starving. They had enough, but they didn't have enough strength to fight when the communists took over. So you had a, the communist revolution took over the Bolsheviks. The everyday people were overthrown by the communists because the communists were just waiting. I mean, hey, let, why don't you let all these peasants die? And then when they get control of the government, oh, they're going to be weak and starving. So then we're going to take over, and that's how communism came into the Soviet Union. So if there is there is great danger of having a revolution without due process. Because if things are changed too radically, we could be out of the frying pan and into the fire. Um, it's it's what kind of government See, the problem, are you going to the replace this is, one with? 
No, we, the, you know, the original, the original United States. The problem is, is what, what you're saying is, is that what you're comparing to are apples and oranges for sure. <laughs> Those places weren't at the same structure as the United States. The second thing is, um, is that um, all we're doing is basically righting a wrong. Yeah, and, and a lot of this, guys, the seventeen seventy six is like something so big, like a revolution. It's outside of our control. The governors would be involved, and I mean, like your state government. Like I'm in the state of Indiana. Like there's going to be so many people involved. Like that's something that's outside of our control. The problem is if you have too many rhinos in these state in these red states. Then you have a counter-revolution. You see how complicated it gets. But in China, they're tired of feeding people. They're like, hey, just send them over to America and let them fight Americans. We're tired of feeding all these people in China. They have a humongous population, and the food prices are going up. They may have a civil war over the high food prices in China. There's so many mm-hmm. different angles of it. But something as big as 1776, that's outside of our control because – the governors and the mayors, they're all going to get involved in it, too. And, and, and to me, the National Guard and it, it, all of that's getting involved in it. something as big as 1776. Everybody's going to have their hand in the cookie jar, including Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and all the rest of them. They're going to have private militia protecting themselves. They're going to be underground fortresses. It's going to get extreme. That would get extremely complicated. Guys. Very, very, very complicated. The only problem I foresee would be is how we're going to disperse of those that will not be citizens, that were given the false belief of having citizen right, citizens today that are not. See, that's the problem we have today is we've got 100, 100 million people or more that aren't citizens under the 14th Amendment. And uh, they will be, uh, have to be figured out how we're going to disperse of them. So this is the only issue on top of uh, fixing the wrong we would have is them realizing they are not citizens of the United States. How many generations? All these people that have come to the United States that didn't look into the history of the United States to realize what truly happened, a tyranny act, that they they cannot be citizens, it's all on them anyways. I blame it on them for their ignorance of not knowing the truth tells them they can be a citizen. And they didn't look back far enough to realize it was tyranny that allowed them to become citizens. It's all on them. So does that mean, uh, like my buddy Ray ignorance, and Chasta? Ignorance not, are, are you saying ignorance in the law? I mean, well, I can discuss that at length. But I want to tell you something. What about my buddy Ray? He's an American. He served an American uh, general. He was Hispanic. He came in. He thought he came in legally. He's a really good American patriot. But he's are not you, a citizen, I, I, see, because well, see, the federal that, national so I go, Right, but he loves his country. Are we going to say, okay? Well, I, I, you, I love a lot of countries, man. That doesn't mean you're going to all be a citizen. It's just the way it is, man. You can't. You got to. So, you gotta so, so do I? Do I got to tell him? You, you think so the body fathers? Do do I have to tell Ray you're not a legal citizen, therefore you got to leave? Oh no, he'll know he'll, and, and pre-apply. Find out I mean, how, how do you solve no, this problem? Can, oh no, you can stay here and live and learn. That's what the founding fathers said under the Constitution. They said 
everyone has equal rights under the Constitution, but not all will be citizens. And they wrote the federal naturalization law three years after the Constitution. Stating when did he come to the country? When did your friend? When did your friend come to the country? How many generations? Yeah, was it was it pre seventeen seventy six? Even then, it doesn't matter because the United States won. <laughs> we are the winner, the victorious. It doesn't matter who is on this fucking land. We beat their ass. They're fucking well, gone. Look, watch the H. Watch the F bombs, Thomas. We don't do that here. It's a family show. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, yeah, mean, we, we beat them. So whoever was there anyways, it doesn't matter. The United States is victorious. Unless you want to take over the United States only, then too bad. That's just how life is. You know, go back to Kitty Garden and uh, put a star on your forehead and live in a false world. Live in a liberal, false, fake, Democrat world. They'll, well, they'll give you everything you want, whatever you ask for. Right. Well, here's another interesting thing about 1778. I read John Jay's charge to the grand juries, and he said, we are a Christian nation. We are so far from that. What do we do about that? Mandatories uh, go to church laws? No, we can't do that. I mean, there's all sorts of complicated, complicated things to consider. You know, um, I believe my buddy Ray was born here, but his dad was naturalized. And so does that mean, oh, well, like because you, said, you were that, born that, here. That, that was all false. Well, that's see, that's what fake. I'm saying. How that's do you deal with that situation? How do you deal with that figure out how to get back to the original, uh, where they came from, their ancestry. <laughs> I don't know, man. Either yeah, that or just governor. not have any more children and just die yeah. here. They just die here. They can stay here and die here, I guess. But once you have children, well, but, you'll have to decide and figure out how to get back to your original uh, country of where you, uh, your ancestries came from. It, not it, my problem, man. Yeah, yeah, it's your governor. You're, I don't think people understand how powerful these governors are. When it comes to something as big as that, 1776 and overthrow, your governor in your state is going to have a major say on the Constitutional Convention on what's going to happen. Your governor and your legislators in your state is going to be making a lot of powerful decisions. Us little tyrants like us will have a well, small what, what, what is, voice in it. What what did Thomas Jefferson say? He said we can we can, we can draw blood on tyranny. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to draw blood. They got a bullet in their head. Believe me, we would win because we are the truth and we are the real, the real deal. They are the lie and the tyranny. The truth and the real deal always wins. We will win because we will be victorious because in our mind we know we are the winners. We are the victorians. Because we are the truth. We are the well, you We are who well, created well, this beautiful country. All the lies will up. fall. The lies will fall, man. They will fall. That's the way it works. Put my hand up here. Yeah, go ahead, Kelly. Okay, so Thomas, you and I are already having some disagreements. Oh, and oh, oh, so wow. how do we resolve our disagreements? I'm on the side of the founding fathers, so we, you would have to lose, bro. If you're not a founding father fully, then you're a loser. You've never then seen you're a tyrant. Okay, you're a okay, because because I don't agree with you. Now, I have studied, okay. I have studied immensely. Okay. Hold on, Kelly. Studied... Hold on, Thomas. Don't don't interrupt him. Okay, the founding fathers had enormous disagreements. They'd stop and pray. They'd stop and pray as, as they're developing the Constitution. Okay, they had disagreements amongst themselves. 
Now, through all this hashing it out and discussion and prayer and whatever, they finally figured out, okay, this is the best, and we all agree, yes, let's move on to the next point. They had enormous disagreements. You and I have disagreements. doesn't mean you're right. doesn't mean I'm right. What it means is we should have a discussion. I have studied the Constitution well, seriously the and case law, and I'm not Hold finished. Hold on, Thomas. Thomas, don't. Yeah. If you saw my Constitution, yeah, you'd be like, wow. This, you would be like, wow, this guy has really studied the Constitution and case law supporting the Constitution and the history and now grand jury charges and understanding that the mindset of the colonials. That's why I say colonial generation because it was a team effort. For example – 72, 3, 4, 5, in there, the, the king of England said, governors, governors of the colonies, do not call the legislature into session. That was tyranny. The Declaration of Independence says it right in there. He suspended our, leg, our legislatures, our colonial legislatures. Okay, so how many um, – the delegates to the Continental Congress for the Declaration of Independence, how many of them were appointed by – the colonial legislatures at the time? The answer is zero. There was a huge void in government, so they, they organized committee, committee of safety, committee of, uh, committees of communication. It was a community, kind of like a Tea Party thing. And so the top delegates in, in these communities went to basically a state convention and then to the um, Continental Congress, and that's when they decided to declare independence. This is one of the rarest times in all of world history that the everyday people had such a phenomenal influence in developing a new government, and there were disagreements. In fact, there was a movie. It's actually a musical of them signing the Declaration of Independence. It's really a, a good movie, and it turned out to be a musical. That's interesting. When you know John Adams is like, oh, yeah, independence, independence, and, and like people are laughing at him. Oh, he's talking about independence again? Forget it. But the states, the colonies, sorry, the colonies at the time, some of them did not want to break away from Great Britain. But finally, through um, a discourse and discussion of the Declaration of Independence over, over many, many days and weeks, finally all 13 colonies were swayed, and they went independent and because they were having so much – Disagreement even for independence. So you and I are having some disagreements. I prefer due process of law, trial by jury. It's got over 800-year history to the accused that are committing tyranny against our country. So we're already having British a disagreement. You know, you're following British rule 800 okay. years. No, uh, here we go. Here we go. Father's here we go. All right. I still got my hand up. I still got my hand up. Thomas Jefferson, yeah, the basis of my book. The basis of my book, The Hidden Fourth Branch, A Corrupt Government's Worst Nightmare. Okay, it's about the power of the grand jury to hold government accountable. Now, Thomas Jefferson, inspiration, a letter to Thomas Paine, July 2nd, 1789. Jefferson said, I consider trial by jury as the only anchor ever yet imagined by man by which a government can, hold, can be held to the principles of its constitution. I consider trial by jury as the only anchor ever yet imagined by man by which a government can be held to the principles of his constitution. So obviously, Thomas Jefferson believed firmly in trial by jury. But the problem is, see, if the people that are here that aren't citizens and the people that are in politics that aren't citizens have a say in the matter, it, it wouldn't work. 
you know, see, we're going we're going back to the future. Well, how would that be? We're actually trying to resolve the past with the future and future people that aren't actually even citizens. So how can you do that? They're going to vote. Of course, they're going to vote against it because they're tyrannous because they want to be a citizen of this country, but they're not. So how would you do that in the court of law when you actually have non-citizens in position? Yeah, it's complicated, guys. It, it, it's, well, it definitely it, it, is. Well, it, right, right. Let me answer that question, though, okay? What other Go law ahead, is then. within our boundaries? Yeah, what other law is within our boundaries? The Supreme Court has made this ruling. There's no other law within our boundaries. And thus, even illegals have due process rights. I'm not too happy. You know what? It makes sense. What other law is there? It was Geneva Convention? Laws from, Are you sure that's true know. what you just said? I, I saw the case law. If I saw the, the case 14th law. Amendment, it says all persons born within, naturalized, and subject to the jurisdiction of the United States are citizens thereof. Yep, I was they born manipulated here. it and totally ch- changed it. It doesn't say anybody born here is a citizen. That's been manipulated. They say, oh, it depends how you interpret it. That's what they use. They use the word interpretation. <laughs> Amendments. They're foolish garbage. I see nope. what you're saying. The Supreme Court. You're saying the Supreme Court manipulated the interpretation. I see what you're saying. Yeah, and and the and the court system, the attorneys that that made us believe what we what we hear today of what it actually says. Because they make money. Thomas, out. Thomas, one thing that makes they make money. Is, attorneys make a ton of money on immigration. They've made it so they can make more money. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. One thing that makes me nervous is when you look around the world, in nations that are predominantly Caucasian and white, they are pushing these vaccines in white nations more than any other nations on the earth. Like, what is going on? What is going on? Why are they pushing the vaccine so heavily in Europe, so heavily in Germany, so heavily in Australia, so heavily in the USA? It's like they want to annihilate the right, the white race. We just have to, we have to acknowledge the truth. I think so. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I might not be white, but the truth is the truth. They, they, they are. I mean, they are really pushing these vaccines. It's just it's it's crazy. Well, you know the national they believe believe the Jews are the one who's are at fault. (laughs) The national socialists. That's why they are who they are. Is they still believe that the Jews are the one who's are trying to annihilate the white race and take over the world. Uh, Absolutely, and I believe it's a satanic cult that. Hates the Jews, but they pretend to be Jews. Called the Sabbatean Frankists, they hmm. pretend to be certain religious groups like Jewish. They pretend to be Catholics, Jesuits, but they're at the top. They're a satanic cult. Yeah, I don't so know. I, man. I mean, I'm, I was kind of swaying I, 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 with the Jew aspect, but maybe you're right. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a question for you. Uh, 
uh, Steve. It's, it's, it's kind of – yeah, it's off topic, but I'm going to ask it anyway, uh, just because you brought it up. Now, you, you, you asked your link, oh, you'd like to have this uh, Fritz uh, Springmeyer onto the show. And, you know, I, I found a way to contact him. And, I mean, is there anything specific that you wanted to discuss with him on the program? Or or, or what specifically did you want to talk with him about? Yeah, a lot of people doubt the MK Ultra Mind Control Program. These shootings and mass shootings and school shootings and mall shootings, it's done for a reason to fight against the Second Amendment to take your God-given born rights away from you. So if we can bring on these people that have more legitimacy with the MK Ultra Mind Control Program, which is a CIA Did you say MK uh, MK Ultra, MK Ultra. Uh, mind control, uh, uh, disassociative identity disorder, multiple personality disorder. Um, like, for example, you have porn stars that grew up on military base under mind control. And so, of course, you, you're going to always have the girls that are just naturally freaky like that, but you've got some of them. You've got school shooters, D.C. snipers. You've got um, – I even – he talked about in his book, Fritz wrote the book, uh, how the Illuminati create an undetectable, total mind-controlled slave, how they have presidential models like people like Donald Trump that are under mind control with multiple personalities that get into the White House to achieve their agenda. And so that's what we need. How many compromised people, and I also heard the Secretary of Defense has a file of the Deltas the Secretary of Defense has a file of millions of people that are under mind control that are in this country, and they can call up and activate sleeper cells. That Those are your sleeper cells, ladies and gentlemen. They, it exists, and it's an ancient technique. It's, it's torture to create multiple personalities. They were doing this in World War II, uh, uh, torturing food and sleep deprivation to the point where a person had to be potty trained all over again. That's how deep it goes. They can completely wipe your memory out of your mind. And, and so in the mind control, even goes deeper than that. Remember what Timothy McVeigh said after the Oklahoma City bombing. Timothy McVeigh said, the government put a brain implant inside my brain, and they laughed at it. That was in the 90s. People have been trying to tell the public in these underground military bases that our tax dollars pay for, like in Denver, Colorado, underground military bases, DUMS, or what they know as, they have technology that American people don't know about. But if we can get people to understand the bigger agenda, then you can understand how deep it goes. Because if they're, if they're coming across this border and there are a militia that's going to form up to fight against us, and they're they're part of the, you know, their deltas. It's going to be a major problem. They're not going to care, you know. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's very complicated, man. The globalists have some things planned that uh, it's, it's not going to be fun. But if we can get them on the show, uh, talk about the MK Ultra program that goes back to the fifties, and you can Google it. In the nineteen seventies, they had a congressional hearing about it. And you also have Bill Clinton apologizing to people about it, apologizing to test subjects and victims about it too. 
But there's some legitimacy to it. It's in the Library of Congress, but it's, it's, it's under control. They don't want people getting access to that secret knowledge. But, this, yeah, if you could bring them on the program, because and, and, these astronauts, oh, we went to Mars. It's 190 million miles away. We went to Mars. Like, no, you didn't go to Mars. You were placed under mind control. You didn't go to Mars. And, and well, no one's ever said they went to Mars yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, like, for example, like the moon, the moon landing. Uh, everybody pretty much kind of knows about that conspiracy about the moon landing because you couldn't get past the radiation belt. Or, well, hey, I worked I mean, at Area 51. Area 51. Remember Bob Lazar? Hey, I worked at Area 51. It's like these, you have people that are placed under mind control because, see, they want a new religious movement of people worshiping extraterrestrials, but they're really demons, but they want you to call them an extraterrestrial. See, so, so you have so many different psychological operations going on at the same time, it's not going to be like a simple overthrow. And then I also hear about the banks controlling the drug cartels in Mexico. These people are very, very powerful and dangerous people that, you, that we're all talking about on this show these people are very dangerous. These globalists are very, very dangerous people. So well, they're only getting promise, more powerful. That's, that's why we can't wait. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they are. They are. Federal Reserve, central banks, Fortune 500 companies. It, it, it's bad, man. It's real bad. Yeah, the drug cartels are out of control. They control Mexico. They're coming into our borders now. They're wiping out, killing people, mask murders on the city at the borders of the United States. They're ready to come come across. They almost feel like they're impenetrable, man. Yes, Thomas. I I heard about that they're going to use them. The banks are going to, but the bankers kind of control them. Goldman Sachs can kind of control the drug cartels, and they launder the money for them. But they will use them against the American people if we try to you know, raise our voices about the election fraud, the vote fraud, things like that, Thomas, and like, hey, we can't have you out here, you know, uh, rounding, you know, forming groups of militia to come against us. We can't have that. That's what, and, that's, and the NSA does that too. Like, you try to form a militia, things like that. And Thomas, you probably remember this in the 90s. Your militia is going to be infiltrated by the FBI, and, and, and so yeah. it, 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 it's very complicated on how are you going to get the country back. That's an extremely complicated process. I think it's not, though. I mean, I guess you got to go and do it half, half, uh, you know, half-ass. I don't know how to, other word, word to use. You just got to go in it with confidence. Once you get the percentage of people you know it would work and uh, just do it. Yeah, I'm sure the founding fathers, when they fought the British, uh, you know, they had their backs up against the wall. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Uh, so, I mean, if they can do what they did, I know we can do what we got to do. That's only a percentage of what they did. Very, I, think the British, I think the British could have won, but I think they didn't want to, like, give up their colonies. And the British didn't want to, like, give up their colonies and stuff like that. I think they could have. If they wanted to bring all their forces over here and win, I think they could have won. I just think they just got kind of got tired of dealing with it. Uh, I'm gonna put my hand up. Go, go ahead, Kelly. And and I got and I, I sent a message out to them. We'll see. Uh, 
we'll get a you know response if you, you know, something to be interested in. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I could just tell you right now that I I probably wouldn't subscribe to a lot of what you know because I've been reading some stuff about him and some of the uh, his things that I, you know, I've been I'm I'm, get, I'm trying I'll try to get him on the show for uh, for you, Steve, uh, because that's what I try to do. <laughs> The, you know, for the audience and, and callers and, and panelists to try to get people on who they, they like to talk to. Um, and now, I'll be honest, I, mean, I probably wouldn't subscribe to a lot of what he's got to uh, to say, but, I mean, I'm still willing to, to have him on. But I just want to give you that full disclosure that, you know, my skepticism on a lot of what he'll probably – a lot of what he'll say, I'm, you know, I'm sure there'll be some things that, you know, like, yeah, that's plausible, um, but I'm sure there's going to be – a good deal. I'm like, eh. For, for one, I'm not a religious man. I mean, that's just everyone who, you know, who's long-term listener knows that. Um, but you know, I'm still willing to have uh, have folks on. So I, I think it would make uh, for a, for an interesting conversation. That's for certain. I mean, if so God, if God, God leads you, I'll keep you on whether I get a response from him and if he'd be uh, uh, amenable to coming on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about what God leads you to do. If God says, hey. It's time to leave the country. It's time to leave the country. If God says, okay, Thomas, it's time to take back our government. If God leads you to do it, go ahead and do it, whatever happens. If God leads you to do what you have to do, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. Well, my concern, my concern, well, my concern with that, uh, you know, Steve, is there's a lot of people who justify a lot of, you know, atrocities and a lot of you know, under the name of, hey, God told me to do this. You know, so I, I'd be careful about that. <laughs> but, go, but go ahead, Kelly. I know you said your hands were up. All right. So the statement was made, I think, by, by Steve, that the British could have um, squelched and won the Revolutionary War had they taken all of their forces and all their armies from their entire British Empire yeah, I I would agree with you. And the founding fathers did something absolutely stunningly brilliant. They took the Declaration of Independence and they sent it to all the British colonies. And all the British colonies are like, wow, look, the American colonies are declaring independence. Let's do this too. And so the British had to fight not just one war of independence, several all over the world. And they were running out of funds. They were running out of money. Uh, in fact – the King of England said, hey, you British soldiers, instead of uh, coming back because he didn't want to pay for all the shipping of the soldiers to come back, I'll let you guys be American citizens. We'll work it out with the colonies now the states. And so they, they were that destitute in um, finances to continue the war in, in America because all these other colonies – England was just suffering terribly. William Wilberforce, who later – Freed the slaves in Great Britain, him and a team of people, and a wonderful man what he did. Amazing Grace is a great movie to watch about how he got the slaves free. But William Wilberforce, the MP, member of parliament, MP, William Wilberforce was one of the first to suggest to the British parliament that we should sue for peace. And then came the talks and then eventually the Treaty of Peace in 1783 or the Treaty of Paris. So, and uh, yeah. So it was a fascinating time, but you could see the genius of the founding generation. 
um, there was a lot of circumstances that happened because we were we were for a number of years we were getting our butts kicked and Washington had the wisdom to keep moving and keep moving. Finally, Yorktown was kind of the nail in the coffin, brought them to the table uh, for quite a while, and Washington had to keep his army together and they were suffering desertion and starvation still. But until the until the negotiations were done, Washington had to keep his army. And so, and then the British weren't happy. They tried in 1812. They tried in 1812 to do their thing, and since then they've sent the banksters over, the Bank of England, the Rothschilds, et cetera, et cetera, to try to conquer us. You know, the, the British Accreditation Registry. All these tricks have happened that when exactly. we were one, yeah, once a glorious nation with incredible liberties the world had never seen, except for ancient Israel. All these liberties were phenomenal. And they've taken a bite. It's it's death by a thousand cuts. And we have to get back, I believe, in the constitutional manner. We have to get back to the founding principles of which we once had, and a lot more citizen participation. Um, exactly. School systems are different. There's so many things that have changed. It's absolutely mind blowing. And so, but I did yeah. want to. You know, let other people comment. Then I want to get to the victory we had in uh, Siskiyou County re- regarding the Dominion vote counting machines that may not be in service anymore here in this county. So um, let, let other people comment. And then I want to I want to tell of the victory we had a week ago Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I just go throw it real quick, man. I'm not racist. It's not about race. And the founding fathers weren't about race. They just decided that's what they believed this country was going to be best, uh, you know, work the best. So that's why they wrote the 1790 uh, immigration law. Uh, I believe in it also. Uh, I believe that other races that are here can have a beautiful, great new countries uh, as well. I mean, I, I listened to the black, new Black Panthers, and they talked about a new country for the black black race you know that's what they want and uh i i think it'd be a, you know they can write their brand new law constitution everything that would benefit black race 100 uh, percent. why would you want to manipulate try to change what was created here unfortunately slavery did occur yes okay we uh you know we got to move on and we see that this just isn't working i believe 100 percent, and it will not work now there will always be another group a minority group that will want to be the majority and uh, that's why the founding fathers said it will only be a, a one-race country, because there'll always be a fight for the majority, which has the vote. And that's all. That's all. I'm done. Yeah, it's the love of money, Connor. They're always yeah. offering the opposition millions of dollars. I mean, they they offered Alex Jones millions of dollars. Just take your radio program down. Shut down your website. Here's ten million dollars. Ten million dollars, Alex Jones. We never want to hear from you again, because that's what they're all about: is just buying people off, eliminating the resistance, so they can stay in power, man. And that's the problem with the Federal Reserve: they have unlimited money supply to just buy off whatever politician they need to. That's the problem. Man. It's just too much money. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. But once the 14th Amendment is resolved, there's been no more tyranny in this country, and we're back to the original, all, all this will be well. We'll be 80% clear most of the problem, I firmly believe. Because we'll get rid of all the riffraff. The riffraff will be taken care of. 
what happens is there's too much riffraff. And what happens is when you get too much riffraff, you just can't handle all the riffraff. But then now if all the riffraff is just down to a small fraction, we'll, we'll dissolve it. We'll get rid of it. We've got the power. We've got the law. We've got the Constitution. It'll be done. But with all this other going on, you got all this civil rights, all these different races coming in. Every race wants their own power, their own thing, their own language, their own everything. And so you, everything is broken into a thousand pieces. No, no, it can't work. No, I say give everybody their own, you know, blacks need to have their own country, and, uh, have their own constitution, write it, make a great country. You'll have all the information that the United States has. You'll have all the technology. It'll be based on their success. Why sit here and have all these issues with race? I mean, that's the most stupidest thing. Why? It's going to happen. So why not just eliminate the problem and let everybody exist without the problem? You know, yeah, that's it, that's it man. And, and, and in Thomas, there was a lot of people in the church having dreams and visions about the future of this country, and the United Nations was policing the entire country. The Thomas, even if you won in this country, if it's true that these globalists control the European Union and they control China, that's an automatic war. So not only do you have to deal with this swamp, Thomas, you have to deal with the swamp in the European Union and you have to deal with the swamp in China because if you win over here, Thomas, you have to deal with fighting those other powers as well. That's, that's, it, it's They'll very always be our enemy. They'll always be our enemy, communism. No, they don't, they don't listen to the U.N., China. They tell they give the middle finger to the UN. Remember when one of the countries were talking about the islands, this, this dispute. I believe it was the Philippines, and, they, and the Philippines won the dispute. And China said, "Screw you! You aren't going to get anything from us. We're going to take everything we want, and that's it. Final. You know, they they got Hong Kong. They're going to take Taiwan. We know that. It's going to happen, or we're going to have to go to well, war. They and take, fight they, with well, they take Taiwan. That's going to that. If they if they if they're allowed to take Taiwan, that's I think I mean not just me. There's a, a lot of others who think that that's going to shake our allies to the core because if we can't, you know, if we can't protect Taiwan, we're not going to be able to we're not going to be able to protect anyone. We're just not. Um, I mean that's that, that I think. That's, yeah, are, are you willing to die for I think Taiwan? Under, are you willing? I, I think a lot. I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of the United States having the ability to protect one against uh, Chinese aggression. Are you willing to die for Taiwan? I'm not. My founding father says, do not interfere with other countries' affairs. Founding father. That was one of the main it's, things they also not, said. Do yeah, not interfere. Well, well, I'm going to disagree with you there, Tom. Thomas. It's not, about, it's not about protecting Taiwan as a nation, a land, or even protecting the people of Taiwan. The United States of America has, you know, you know has a treaty. And I know, namely, trade the saying what you're talking about. But the fact of the matter is, well, is they're they're an ally, okay? And we've sworn yeah, well, to protect you know. them. Well, hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> that we were we were sworn to protect them, and then if we don't, li- here's the thing: if we don't live up to our word, and a word means nothing, then we're opening ourselves up to our adversaries. And when, and when the time comes when we need allies. Because in the coming wars that I think could be coming, as I, I've said this before, if there's another world war, and there possibly could be, the United States will be facing China, Russia, and Iran. That's going to be, you know, if there's another world war, that's your new axis of evil, is those three countries. And let me tell you something. 
The United States is not going to be able to do that alone. We're just not. We will need places like Taiwan for strategic reasons. We will need places like Australia, our allies in Australia. You know, we'll need, you know, European, European allies. And if it's shown that we cannot protect, you know, we, we cannot protect our allies, then who's going to say when the time comes if, if, if we're attacked by them that they're just going to just say, look, we're just going to sit back and see what happens and let whoever wins, wins, and we're not going to get into it. So if we, if we can't show that we can protect our allies and protect Taiwan, then we're, we're, just, we're opening ourselves up to be attacked ourselves. But the truth of the matter is I mean, Taiwan did belong to China. But, but we, 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 what's that? The truth of the matter was, is that China, Taiwan did belong to China in, in 1948 when the communists took over. And then the uh, then the uh, losing party ran to Taiwan, and then what? Uh, six years later, they tried to say that now they're independent from China. So the losing but that's party. Not, but that's not the point. But that's not the point. The point is, if we cannot prove to the rest of the world that we protect those that we've sworn to protect, then that is going to embolden our adversaries. That's going to embolden our adversaries. That's the United States, if we, if we were ever attacked by China, and let me tell you something about China. They're the, they're the second most powerful military in the world, the second now. We got more nuclear bombs to blow they them are, up than Russia. Are, Okay, I'm, I'm, Thomas, don't make me mute your mic. I really don't like to do that, but I will if I have to. Okay. Now, China is the, most, is the second most powerful military in the world. Okay. They also, if they were to ally with with uh, Russia, think of think of what their space military technology is. And we someone brought up earlier about North Korea and EMPs. Okay, China is working on satellites that not only can destroy our GPS satellites, destroy our military satellites, China is also working on EMP satellites that can go above the United States and pretty much wipe out anything electric, you know, in the United States. So if we're less vulnerable from these attacks from space, that's one when people laughed off, oh, the Space Force. The Space Force is probably going to be the most important branch of government in the future because China – I mean, you know, China is militarizing space. Not only the space around us is that they're going to go to the – they're going to go – they are going to go to the moon. They've already been there. They, they, they put a, um, a rover on the dark side of the moon. Why are they going to the moon? Because they have a helium-3 there, which is instrumental in nuclear fusion which is a cleaner and more powerful energy source than even nuclear fission is. So they're going to, you know, is, so they're going to get that energy. And so if we were open to that attack, Thomas, then we will need allies. But if we can't show our allies that we're going to be there for them, they're just going to sit back and say, look, as you said, we're not going to destroy – you said, well, we're, are, we, are you going to die for Taiwan? Do you think Germany 
do you think, are, you know, in Great Britain, you know, or England or Australia are going to, you know, are going to come and ally with the United States, you know, when we're being attacked by, you know, Iran, China, and Russia? They're not going to. They're going to say, look, we, we can't rely that, you know, if these guys come after us, that, that you're, going to be, you're, you're going to be able to defend us. I mean, that's the whole big thing with NATO. That's why people made a big deal about, you know, we protect the world. Why do you think the whole thing with NATO, with them paying their fair share? Because perfect. We protect perfect. We, yeah. we protect we protect mm-hmm. Europe and but they're not paying their fair share as part of their, their GDP to protect their country. And we're not in a world anymore, Thomas, where we could do it alone. We're just not. Well, these European nations and the citizens, they don't like us for that. They say we're nosy policing uh policing world country and, and they despise us for that reason. I traveled the world. Yeah, I've been and, all over and, the planet. And, I've talked with everybody from Europe and everywhere, and they said, you guys think that you guys can go in and do uh, boss people around and go into their countries? And yeah, they'd rather us sit back and be more uh, more like uh, Switzerland, neutral. Yeah, but, but, Thomas, be, NATO... but, but it's not going to be. But it's not going to be. Yeah, and, and see how much they – and see what they have to say if we pull out our military. Let's see what they say then. Are we sure that look? Then fine. You defend yourself. You know, you you, you defend yourself. Yeah. See how quickly that quickly that changes. I don't, you know, it doesn't NATO. matter. What, it doesn't matter whether they. It doesn't matter whether they hate us with that because it's the governments we have to deal with. It's the it's the the, the nation as a nation mm-hmm. state. The populace. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about what the populace of of Europe thinks. I don't really care because frankly, the populace of Europe. They really don't matter. They don't. It's, it's, it's the nation state. It's the nation. It's the government that matters. And if a government and well, the nation is put in jeopardy, look, let's, they have the power. We know it. You're not going to have a bunch of Europeans coming and taking over. You're not going to have Germans taking over the government of Germany. It just, it's not going to happen. Okay. So it's the state, it's the states and the governments that we have to work with. European Union. I, so if China from goes Bart. in full force into Taiwan, you think well, the, the European United States Union, well, and maybe the European Union was only created. The, the European Union was only created to try to com- compete with us uh, economically, and they failed. It was a failure. Right. Right. They can't. China should. China is our. Europe. Europe is. Seriously, Europe individually is a you know mm-hmm. we would need it as a whole, okay. But the, the, the point is, you know, you know the, the point is it's about the states. And if we if, and we're going, we're getting off track here when it comes to you know protecting Taiwan. That's why people think, oh, it's just not a big deal. Just let them take Taiwan. It actually is because it, it puts not protecting Taiwan puts the United States. In a stance of weakness, that we cannot protect the people that we have sworn to protect, and it will make us look weak. Mm-hmm. And if you look weak, then you're opening yourselves up to either, you know, outright attack, economic attack, cyber attacks. Because I think, look, these guys ain't going to do a damn thing about it. So you would vote. I mean, you, you would look vote at Ukraine. Look what happened in the Ukraine. You would say yes. Let's go fight China, the United States, to protect Taiwan. 
you Thomas, this is how bad it can get. If, let's say you won over here. The, you kick the globalists out of the United States of America. The globalist Rothschild is based in France. If the globalists get mad, they say, okay, we're going to have NATO, but we're going to kick out the United States. We're going to invite Russia and China into NATO, and then we're going we're gonna to overthrow the United States. That's what I'm saying, Thomas. It's like a well, we got nuclear like a, bombs. Uh, we've got weapons. We can even get a bigger military and just protect the United States. Why make ourselves thin around the world? Just let's protect our own border. Screw these people. We'll take them down along with these the citizens of these other countries. Eventually, if we start working with them, if we're the winner, we prevail. We then start working with the citizens of these rogue, nasty countries, the governments, and eventually we work. Once we strengthen the United States to get rid of the BS in the government, then we can go in and all these smaller countries, we can clean them out. And the citizens will take over and, and be the winner. Well, they, they, try, well that, they, they tried that well, they tried that in Iraq. Look, look how long we were in Iraq. They, they tried that in Iraq, and that, that, that didn't turn out very well. We were in there for, what, a decade? I mean, did we really change anything yeah, in that, Iraq? That was, that was sissy fighting. That was sissy fighting. I mean, I'm talking about full well, force going in there and just knocking them the hell on the side of their head. They're done. Yeah, Thomas, it's That's just what the United States do. But the United States doesn't do that. They don't go in and knock them in the side of the head like we can. And that's what we would do to these other governments, because we'd have the citizens on our side. Well, We'd eventually and, and, and that's get them on our we, side through, uh, would, through the Internet. And, and that's what we would have to do. Well, that's the thing. well, and that's what we would need to do to China if they were to attack Taiwan. We need to hit them up at the side well, of China, the head. What we would China yeah, is we just stop buying their goods. We, we, we tell them we're not taking their goods anymore. Once we take over the United States, we never buy a, 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 a one piece of plastic from China. They're going to go bankrupt. They'll be poor. Well, hey, I'm, well I, I, always find it, I always find it ironic that, well, there's something we do agree. I always find it ironic that, you know, every time you flip something over, you know, it says made in, it says made in China on it. And they're actually using that money to build up their, their, uh, their military. Yeah, right. Actually, come, you know. To come after us, the yeah, irony that is that. We don't need them for but, anything. But, but, one piece of plastic. But, but that, well, and well, that's why you're having. Um, well, remember, that's why China. Remember, China is going into a lot of other countries. Look what they're trying to do over in Africa. You know, they're they're trying to expand their influence. You know, they're building infrastructures. They're building railways. You know, in places like in yeah. places like Africa. You know, they're they're trying to influence to manipulate influence and make allies themselves. That's right, yeah. But they, these people know what they're doing. After. China's a dirt bag. They're dirt bags. They know what China's doing. They're just taking their money right now. Right. Yeah, and then, and then Thomas. Right, and then, so there's, there's going to be a time. I mean, but that's what they're trying to do. The, the China is trying to wean themselves. Off of you know, they're trying to wean themselves off of American consumerism, because then there's going to be a one day where they don't need they don't need the American consumer anymore because they've got mm-hmm. all these people who are populating in Africa. They're building their infrastructure so that these African nations are are, are coming out of the third we'll world going into the second two. Yeah, there you go. Because they're 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 increasing their populations. The western the western civilizations. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not even procreating enough 
to uh, replace themselves. It's so, very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we just have procreation. You can't say they're, you can't say say. the Chinese are smart. <laughs> I say, listen, mm-hmm. white face, it's time to have procreation day. We're all going to go out and have a child, and then uh, we're going to start multiplying and get our population up. Who doesn't want it? Who doesn't want to get, uh, you know, romp in the sack? And what it is, is, you know why the reason why we're losing money is because it costs too much money to have children. Once we can stabilize the economy and the people are having enough wages to afford to have family, they will do so again. This is the reason why. But in Africa, oh, the yeah, third world countries, they're poor no matter what, whether they have children or not. So what does it matter about having another 10 kids? So they knock them out. They don't have contraceptives. And, uh, you know, whatever. And then, Thomas, very important question for you. How are you going to take back the country when you have the NSA constantly monitoring our communications? We'll have to take them out. Who is the NSA? National what? What is the stand for? They're monitoring your, your text messages National and phone Security calls. National Security Administration. Yeah, like you try yeah, to Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take them out. You know, there are probably a couple teenage kids with the zits on their face behind computers. <laughs> probably are. <laughs> Thomas is crazy. <laughs> hey, Thomas, I got a question for you. What's you up? Ready? Okay. Yeah. What happens if you try this? Uh, I don't want to call it a revolution. I think more of a correction. Let's suppose that you yeah, want correction. to do some type, of, some type of correction, and so you get a bunch of people all mustered up, excited. You do realize you're going to either have to win, because if you get creamed, it'll be ugly. By force, if that's what you're trying to do, you're going to have to have enough people to win. And at the same time, all this correction is going on, you have to be ready to fight off foreign nations because China would love to see America in a civil war. In the civil war of America, North versus South, the British were going to come in again. Luckily, there was Russian ships on our shores that prevented the British Navy from coming into this country. And so there's all sorts of factors. I mean, you want to have your correction slash revolution and physically confront people and do whatever is necessary to get back to the original Constitution. A whole bunch of things have really got to be um, well-structured and planned. Well, yeah, because if it's theory, if it's only theory, and you can't get enough people, then it's a waste of time. And with that said, I want yeah, to see, jump the, over the, the the NSA's got a bunch of people listening in Germany and in uh, Finland and Norway and all these Nordic countries and Western Europe countries, and they're tired of their country going uh, being diverse, changing. So they're they're standing up. So if we can get three, four, five million from all these countries to come to the United States first, hey, we can easily get them here because people are coming across our border like nothing anyways. They can come here on a visa and just say, hey, screw you, and just stay because that's what people have done last year. 750,000 750, came on visas and never left, and they just stay. No, I'm not leaving. They're breaking our laws. Well, you know what? So you well, have here, all here, here, here's what I think it, well, here, here's what I think a solution for that would be. Is I say that you know what when they come here, they're not paying everything in cash. 
We, I think we got the technology, and I think we should do it. Here, here's a solution I think for that is when they get a green for card. The visa overstayers. Well, what you yeah the for the visa overstayers. overstayers. Here's what I think is here's a suggestion for that is they're not going to always use cash. They're going to use their debit cards. They're going to use their credit cards, and. So what I'm saying is that you should have their bank cards and their accounts. I said if you come over here and you're on a visa, you have to give over information about your account. And so it's time yeah. that once you are, you know, once your time is up and you're not out, all your accounts are frozen. Your credit cards are but frozen. All your debit Democrats. cards are frozen. Your check, your checking accounts are frozen. Everything's frozen. You have no access to your money. Well, oh, they love this. They love it. They love all these people coming over. The Democrat, liberal, uh, Marxist, socialist, communist. There's about four different things going on right now. Marxist, communist, socialist, Democrat, liberal, mess. They don't care. They could have done that easily. Why do you think they're gonna? You think you're gonna bring this up to them and they're gonna jump on board and go? Okay, oh, yeah, no, okay, they're not gonna, it. No, no. But, well, here's no. The, well the the first thing. Well, HR one and SR one have been defeated, which is great. Okay, because hopefully that's going to keep them from stealing the election. Because I I truly think that the only way that the Democrats can win in 2022 is, is through massive massive cheating, which they're going to try and they have been. But I think that's the only way for them to win 2022. And then, as you're saying, Steve, we need to get these damn these damn rhinos out of the Republican Party because they're just as bad as the Democrats. Um, now, you mentioned earlier, I think, uh, something about – or maybe it was just a report I heard about uh, you know, about voting. I mean, I, I really like the Irish system of voting where it's preferential, preferential voting – which, you know, I like that. But anyway, well, I'd love to get somebody from Ireland to explain that, you know, or, or a professor. Actually, I, might, I had a professor who used to come on to the show. Uh, I might have him uh, reach back out to him to come on to kind of explain that to people. But but anyway, um, but the, the first thing's first. Is, yeah, we got to get rid of the rhinos. we got to get rid of the, you know, we got to get rid yeah. of the Democrats. Uh, and and, and yeah, we, got, sure. we have to protect the election because the way that yeah. the way that the Democrats are rolling, because here's the thing, Biden Biden will not make it through term. I doubt if he'll make it much past if past his first year being in office. I mean, we just heard an example tonight on why he's probably not going to last. Harris, she couldn't even win her own state in a primary, so. She just doesn't have the gravitas to win a presidential election. She just doesn't, unless they're able to cheat. So that's that's the biggest. That's I think that's the biggest obstacle. We the people, we the citizenry, have is we have to find a way right. to get them to not cheat because they're going to screw things up. Yeah, I almost dropped an F on my two, Thomas. But they're going to screw things up so much. It's going to be like another Carter administration, and we know how long that lasted. That was that was one four-year term. So, and they're going down. Right. I mean, I, I really think that their regime is going to go down like Carter's like Carter's did. If they're not hey, I believe if we do this, though, the world will be a better place. Steve is right. 
these globalists have control. They're allowing China to do exactly what they we shouldn't be allowing them to do. Which Steve said, it's the globalists. They're not they're not working with them. They're just allowing them to do whatever it is that they choose to do, causing Who havoc on the rest like of the world. Well, they feel like it's inevitable. Yeah, they just so saying, why, well, why they want the United States to be bombarded by Chinese goods and be controlled and have their currency to the degree it is and have diversity to the mass degree and get rid of the white man. Yeah, it's all a plan. So it's either by the yeah. devil, like Steve said, that that devilish group, or it's the Jew, uh, the very rich Jewish population. Because think about it, Jewish population, uh, Israel will not allow diversity. They're gonna they put a fence around their country and they will not let anybody else in. They want to be the only pure race in the in the world. That's their goal. They're trying to break down Japan and to tell them that they have to bring in diversity. And Japan's fighting them. They're saying, no, we're not going to allow that. We're going to stay pure. But, see, the, the Jews want Japan to break down. There was this a Jewish author. She says the white man is the evil devil himself. Yeah. This Jewish yeah. author. Uh, I can uh, bring her name up. I mm-hmm. forgot who she is. Yeah, there was a lady that said she 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 got tired of seeing white people not wearing their masks and not getting their vaccines. She wanted the entire white race annihilated. I talked about that on the show weeks ago, Thomas. And mm-hmm. it, it is an agenda because you guys that have so much freedom and inherited so much freedom. You're used to freedom. And they're like, okay, they're used to too much freedom. We need to annihilate these people with these vaccines. So <laughs> if... If, if a lot of people – think about it, Thomas, 2 billion people vaccinated, 60% of them die, that's an economic collapse automatically. And I always yeah. monitor prophecies about the future. There's a prophecy that after there's, a, there's going to be a woman president in this country, and after she's president, America's going to be on fire. There's prophecies that nation states will no longer exist in the future, that the future is going to be ran by corporations and the United Nations. Right. So, so right. that, that's the problem. It's Sabbatee and Frankism, but what they did, they wanted the Jews to take the blame. The Jesuits paid money to the Jews and said, okay, you guys are going to take the blame for what we do to America because the KKK and the Nazis are constantly going to be fighting you guys, but it's really the Jesuits that have control. Then there was a, sat- a, a satanic cult called the Sabbatee and Frankist that came and infiltrated the Jewish organizations and infiltrated the Jesuits in Rome and the Roman Catholic Church and said, okay, we're going to run things. We're going to be Satanists. We want to eliminate 95% of the population, 90%. The Georgia Guidestones keep humanity's population at 500 million. We're going to have a robotic future, Thomas, but we're not going to pay you any technological unemployment benefits. What we want you to do, Thomas, is take this vaccine so you can commit suicide so we don't have to worry about paying any uh, Social Security benefits, any pensions out to yeah, baby right. boomers. We don't have to worry about doing any. Have any uprising? No uprising because of what the, what, the, what they're doing. Yeah, no, they don't want uprising. They don't want a pain in the in pain and, and and a possibility of actually being overthrown. Exactly. So that's why they're fighting so hard against the white race because they know you guys will stand up against it. That's why. And I have to talk to my people and let. Black people and African American people I let them know hey This is the agenda guys This this is all about divide and conquer They don't care about Black people as much as they say It's about 
having a civil war in this country and saying, hey, Thomas, you guys are out of control. We're going to have to bring in the United Nations police to govern this country because you guys can't take care of yourselves. That's what they're going to, I think that's what they're going to do terror attacks, false flags, Thomas, blame it on you guys, and then bring in the Chinese United Nations troops and saying, hey, we got to have the United Nations police this country, uh, bar because the, the, there's so much infighting in this country. That you guys can't take care of yourself. They want to. They want to treat you. Treat you, Treat us like children. That, I think that's what they want to do. False flags and all. So that what's your stuff. suggestion, man? What's your suggestion? I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I just think that's what the elite's going to do. You know, the false flags and all that. All that stuff, man. And blame it on you guys. It's the Nazis that did this. And the Nazis had nothing to do with it. It was a well, false flag. Well, I'm not into Nazism and that. I'm not. A, I'm not an MSM and yeah. thing. I don't believe. You know, I'm, I like the founding fathers and the U.S. government. I mean, I hear what these guys are saying about the Nazi government and that it was a great system. And yeah, these guys just have a heart, uh, you know get excited about this 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 Hitler thing a little, almost like you know, like a, you know what I mean. <laughs> They're gonna have to come to realize that. People aren't going to accept the SS as their form of government. I mean, I don't think so. What do you guys think? No, nah, they're not. Are these guys I mean, it probably was a good government. I heard, I heard Germany was doing quite well. The people were quite happy. Everybody was financially stable. The government was run well. It was strong. Uh, I don't know. But I think the United States, it, it's, it has to be not far off of what capitalism is. But I'm not going there. Why do we have to change and go to there? Yeah. Thomas, when it comes to like extremely important decisions like taking up arms, things like that, fasting and praying, reading your Bible, because if you make the wrong decision, you've got to explain yourself to the Lord on Judgment Day. And that's the last thing you want to do is God told you to leave the country or God told you to do something. You did, you made the wrong decision and you, and you don't want to die in your sin. It, it, I, if it's going to be a war, let it be a righteous war. Let's not fight a war just, you know, like vengeance. Let, let it be righteous. That's what I'm saying. Well, what's the difference? No, 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 I, kind of, I kind of like vengeance. My, vengeance movements is my favorite movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, isn't tyranny, isn't tyranny just that? No, real, real quick, unfortunately, guys, uh, gals uh, who are listening, uh, we only got about, uh, believe it or not, about a half hour. That means we even have less than that for conversation because we have to do closing comments and shut things down. I know uh, Kelly stated we got some more callers. If you'd like to get in uh, okay. before the end of the show, yeah, you can, you can get about half hour. hour. I'll just look. I'll just listen to Oh, no. Okay, well, I appreciate we got, you guys. You know, we got to get, we, we get closing. You know, if you're new, Thomas, and one of the things we do at the end of the show, we're not quite there yet, is we do closing comments. So I like to give everybody at least a you know, minute or so uh, for closing comments for the, you know, on, on the program. Um, and, and things happen a lot here on, on Bard's Logic. Uh, this ain't quite what the, uh, the said topic is. So when, when you come in the Bard's Logic list to the podcast, a lot of times you're going to hear things that, you didn't know you were going to hear, but based off of what the title of tonight's show is. But <laughs> anyway, um, who knows? Maybe it is. But 
So, Kelly, you, you know, you said you got an update, um, local election update, so let's hear that, and then we'll uh, bring things back to the discussion. We got about um, – now we got uh, four of the people on the on the call, about three of you guys for closing comments, six, eleven. Okay, so, yes, yeah, so we got about 15 minutes, I guess, um, until we got to start getting ready to close things out. But go ahead, Kelly, with the uh, your update. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I live in Siskiyou County. We're on the Oregon border, uh, California-Oregon border, and um, we have Dominion, and their contract expires on June 30th of this month. On the 15th, we had a supervisor meeting to discuss this. It was an informational meeting, and uh, the clerk decided to put it last regarding the department's and I went to the supervisor and said, hey, can we go ahead and move this up to the first department discussion? Otherwise, you know, people are going to have to wait till one or two in the afternoon. And the supervisor was really cool because um, that was Tuesday. The Thursday before, there was a Patriots Party meeting in uh, Wairika here. And a lot of people expressed their frustration to two supervisors. And so um, they listened, and I provided one of the both supervisors there with a 60 plus page report of my findings with Dominion and their contract. Now this isn't all necessarily conspiracy. No, wait, there's facts. And in these facts of this report, um, I provided the copy of the Dominion contract, which was to be extended. Somebody did want that to happen and they're like, hold on. Do we really want Dominion? And here's some problems. So half of the 60-plus page was the Dominion's own contract, and half was my commentary. But I found something here that the entire system has to be approved. The entire Dominion system has to be approved, approved, and it was decertified on August 27, 2019, but quickly recertified again in October. But the only thing that was approved was the software, the software. Where is the motherboard, the hard drive, the video card? Where is the um, processor? Where is the third-party components listed on the certification? It wasn't there, only Dominion Software. What about Microsoft SQL, which is um, Antrim County, Michigan? They found out that you can uh, a poll worker could simply uh, change the data by the Microsoft SQL software. Okay, but here's the law. <clears throat> California Election Code 19202A states, um, a voting system in whole or in part shall be shall not be used unless it has been certified or conditionally approved by the Secretary of State prior to any election in which it is to be used. Now, this law took effect on January 1st, 2014. That's Senate Bill 360, SB 360, Election Code 19006. It is the intent of the legislature that, A, all voting systems be certified or conditionally approved by the Secretary of State independent of voluntary federal qualification or certification before they are used in future elections to ensure that the voting systems have the ability to meet accuracy, accessibility, and security standards. Okay. When it says systems, not just the software component of the whole system, I read that to mean the motherboard, the hard drive, the video card, microprocessing 
chip, third-party components, and third-party software. And guess what? I looked in the more recent certifications. The hardware and all these other things are not listed. So I provide this to the supervisor, and I explain this to him. And I said, you know, do you do you realize that Tisca County might be using an illegal system because the entire system's not certified? And they're listening, and it's really encouraging. <clears throat> and so then I point. I had a little diagram that I gave to two supervisors the Thursday before the Tuesday, and then all of them on that Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> I gave them a diagram. And I, I gave them excerpts, too. Here's a contract. These machines are leased. You cannot look into these machines. You cannot look at the software. It's a black box. You can't do a darn thing. They develop all sorts of tests. Tests. Dominion does for the contract on how the user is allowed to test the system, like a logic and accuracy test. Okay. But the way the contract says, it's like a building contractor telling the building inspector, oh, you can only look at a few, you can only inspect a few things, and those things that you are going to inspect, you have to do it according to my standards. And all sorts of other excerpts, but basically, <clears throat> I'm explaining, look, we got a problem. And I gave them a diagram I drew <clears throat> early one morning, four of them, and this is how these machines get um, sold. I mean, the Mini is a really good salesman. They're a very good salesman. But if you're not watching for the details, that's where the trouble can begin. So the software, and this sounds very convincing, the software is sent to the uh, Election Assistance Commission Federal. It gets approved. Great. That's version A. I'm just talking about version A. Okay. And then, then that same software, version A, version A is sent to the Sacramento, and it goes um, – it's examined by the OVSTA, Office of Voting System Technology Assessment. Version A looks really good. And fine-tooth comb. They even have a hacker's team. They talk to people in the OVSTA. Okay, so boom. It looks really good, doesn't it? Oh, then they put it in a vault, the software. Version A. Now, Siskiyou County or any county in California wants the software, the OVSTA, Secretary of State, send it by private courier of their own choosing, their own employees. They send it to to the county to be installed. In other words, under the system of the OVSTA, the Dominion software leaves Denver, which is where Dominion is has their offices. It's sent, and it's out of their hand, completely out of their hands from the time it leaves Denver to Sacramento up to Siskiyou County, it, version A. And you know what? That software might be just fine. Okay. What about version B? You can't do a version B. Why? Because it's out of their hands. Version A, hardware, we're going to get into a version B hardware. Version A hardware is sent from, again, Denver to Sacramento, OVSTA, tears apart, no modems, no Bluetooth, no Wi-Fi, no any potential whatsoever. We approve these means, machines, wonderful. Well, then what do they do with that vote county machine at the precinct or the central tabulator or the central vote county for mail-in ballots. What do they do with those machines? Oh, they keep them in Sacramento. Okay, version A is in Sacramento. I would love to vote in version A in Sacramento, but I don't live in Sacramento County. Then how does hardware get from Dominion to Siskiyou County? The hardware is shipped directly. It is shipped directly. In other words, it may happen that version A is approved 
but we end up with version B. Now, how do we get a version B? <clears throat> well, I'm not blaming Dominion. I won't blame Dominion because they're a business operating in America. They want to have a profit. They need a good reputation. What's very possible is a computer technician was approached by the Chinese or the Russians, whoever. We'll give you $10 million to swap out the motherboard while you're building this. And there's a matter of the truck driver, too, taking it from Denver to Siskiyou County. All right. Maybe for some reason these two Asian women just wanted to have fun with him at their hotel room, and they got into the semi-truck. We don't know. There's a number of things that, that <clears throat> I don't think Dominion did it deliberately. They probably tried their absolute best, and maybe they got beat. Now, if you have a national influence like from China or Russia, $10 million is, is pocket change for a nation like that to influence the entire re election of America. So though version A software and version uh, A software – version A software Sacramento is the same as version A software here in Siskiyou County. Version B hardware could be in the counties and other counties and all over the country, same problem. And while you're at it, uh, swapping out a motherboard or adding a Wi-Fi or some other type of microchip, um, while you're at it, uh, why don't you add software, too, in the motherboard hard drive so we have remote access? Or it's possible a greedy uh, computer tech realized, oh, my gosh, I could, I, I, could, I could swap these out and I could have access and sell the access to whoever I want. And there's the keys. So I've proven a vulnerability. I'm not saying it happened in Siskiyou County because we're small potatoes, but I have proven a vulnerability. And so at the county supervisor's meeting, there was a ton of locals calling in. They were not happy with Dominion. We had uh, supervisor's chambers, their seats for the audience, only a few was left vacant. We had uh, a Zoom call. People could uh, comment through that, and then people were calling in. And the supervisors were listening. It was very, very encouraging, and I presented my thing last after our election clerk spoke. So it was a team effort and me coming in with a lot more technical details. I only got five minutes to speak, so somehow I got through. But the supervisors asked the election clerk a number of questions. The supervisors asked the auditor, county auditor, can you do a numbers comparison? a cost comparison between counting by hand versus counting with the machines. And the auditor was very glad to do that. And so the night before the supervisor's meeting, I sent a records request to our election clerk. within 10 days. And what is that request? Show us the Dominion certification of the motherboard. I'm sorry, the Secretary of State certification of the Dominion motherboard. The hard drive, all third-party components, all third-party software. And county council, I talked with them after the supervisor's meeting. I talked with county council, and he said, oh, I got your records request. And Friday, I also got your document about your concerns, and we're looking into that. And so it's not me standing up once again expressing concerns about these machines. It's a group effort. Uh, I am supported with, I am assisted with, but but the, the influence to get the supervisors to listen to the technical details. The supervisors did not vote to approve the funding of the Dominion machines. 
So as of now, there is no funding for and its annual funding appropriations. If they don't fund Dominion ever, they're done here in Siskiyou County. This is taking an enormous amount of work, a lot of understanding, digging, asking questions. But just from their own contract with the county, like, dude, Houston, we got a problem here. Why aren't we looking at this? So it was so exciting and, and uh, that our supervisors are listening. Our election official is not. I heard the next night from another supervisor at Valenzuela, Mount Chiesta, that Laura Bynum, our election clerk, is going to go ahead and sign the contract for renewal. Okay. Well, the supervisors don't fund it. Then we go back to hand counting paper ballots. And the election clerk had some concerns. We can't get any volunteers and this and that. One of the supervisors says, look, you got this audience. you got a bunch of volunteers to count ballots now. And so it's really encouraging to see people stepping up, supervisors listening, and I guess um, to be continued to see what happens. Corrupt. Corrupt, corrupt. Is everybody asleep? <laughs> no. I'm actually oh, looking man. at the time and seeing that you know we got about 17 minutes left. Um. Okay, now that's 16. So we're getting close to, uh, you know, the, the closing comments uh, before I have to uh, shut things down uh, for the night. So uh, was there anything you want to add to uh, Thomas to what Kelly was speaking with his update or what's your thoughts? Um, when you have Democrats you? literally admitting that, hey, we know this election was stolen, I mean – in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, hundreds of thousands of ballots, this, this is a big dump. It's like, man, I mean, you have known Democrats. This, something's weird. Something's going on. I'm like, there's no way. It's, it's impossible. The calculations didn't even make sense. They were doing calculations. That, that, that didn't even make sense. The calculations didn't even come. The vote fraud was there. It's just a fact, guys. It's a fact. They can deny it all day. It's just a fact. But, uh, go ahead. Somebody wanted to say something. Go ahead. So how do, why do we allow them to do it? Really, it's pretty crazy. Thomas, they're medicated and docile from food, high-sugar diets. They're medicated and docile. Yeah, right? That's the problem. They don't have that includes us. I'm I'm more holistic, man. I'm more. Yeah, I try to be. I'm pretty healthy overall. I try to be. Except for the liberal Democrats that when I go into their restaurants and they can read me that I'm a hard, hard uh, right or centrist who loves this country, they put toxins in my food. Other than that, if I don't eat eat what they put in my food, the the liberal left crazies, yeah, I'm pretty healthy, too. I live in Hawaii, man, right now. I'm getting out of here, though. I live in Hawaii, and I'm getting out of here. It's too liberal for me. It's just too much. (laughs) One of our our panelists, Joseph, uh, he lives in Hawaii, and that's that's why he got out. He got out of there. Really? Yeah, oh, just, yeah. It, I mean, it's nice. 
Yeah, I can feel a little bit. It's not as bad, that bad, though, but it's, it's just the island thing. I, I need more space. I'm just getting tired of the island life. It's not for me. And, and it is liberal, and, you know, and it's just, uh, yeah. Yep. And they know that I'm not because I, I talk. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got a big mouth. I get myself into trouble. Thomas, the, uh, the Russians warned us about a 25-year operation of demoralization to break this country. And that's kind of where we ended up where we are today, uh, 25 years ago. I'm you with know, you. Thir- I'm yeah, with you, brother. It, it's a long-term plan on what they did to us. Yeah, it's a long-term plan. Hey, look at what the emperor of Japan said. He said, we will kill you economically. We will ruin you economically. I mean, they did a pretty good job with their auto industry and other things before China came in and started making your or South Korea, then China, after Japan. I thought but about Japan did a to, nice little damage yeah. to our industry, too, you know. I mean, they hurt the auto industry in the United States with their, you know, government-funded oh. uh, business. Mm-hmm. They, they funded their auto industry to take us down. I thought about moving to Japan because they fight against uh, vaccines more than any other nation on earth. Is Japan, they've got 100-year-old marathon runners, have a division of 90 yeah. and 100-year-old marathon runners in Japan. Wow. They're extremely healthy people. They reject big pharma on a mass scale. So, yeah, I definitely thought about uh, moving to Japan, Thomas. But, yeah, this Sabatine Frankist cult been around for hundreds of years. It all started with the French Revolution. And they got more and more yep. powerful ever since then. It's unfortunate. And, you know, uh, if you're going to lose your life down the barrel of a gun, you, know, you definitely want to fast, pray, read your Bible, just understand what yeah. God is, is kind of leading you to do. Because, man, these are serious, serious decisions. Very serious. Right. You got to have a good game plan and people. enough people w- with you. You have to have enough people with yeah. you. You have to have double what you need to win, twice as much. Figure out what you need to win. Hey, when Germany went to war in World War II, the reason why a lot of two what they what they did win was because they were prepared for war since that's what they had in mind. <laughs> so those that they fought weren't prepared where Germany was. So if you are going to do so, you better be prepared like Germany plus double that. And then you should win. <sighs> Yeah, I heard the COVID-19 restrictions in Hawaii are some of the strongest. Actually, they haven't been that bad, really. I left Florida, and I came here a year ago. I've only been here a year on the, on the big island. And uh, oh. they were actually more lax than Florida because what they did is they heard, kept everybody oh. from coming to the island. You know what I mean? When yeah, I first yeah, came yeah, here, I was quarantined for 14 days. Yeah, somebody got arrested. They lied on one of the uh, Yeah, Hawaii yeah, the one young girl did. Yeah, yeah young girl did, yeah. right. She I came here, got a job, and she too. did not uh, do the quarantine. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. They were charging uh, 10000 I believe, for an offense. But if this is the Antichrist, if this is the beast, and this is the false prophet coming, whoo, man. I what mean, I'm suggesting nope. would, would help the whole world uh, flourish. Yeah. I hope it's not, man. I hope that stuff doesn't happen to him. I'm dead and gone. <laughs> I hope it's not. Well, you're you're probably younger than me. I don't know if you are or not, but thirty seven. Thirty seven. Yeah. 
So you are, man. You're. Uh, let's see. You. Oh my God. You are uh, almost twenty years younger. Thomas, I thought you were younger. So is that so. it will have to happen before you're dead, unless you have a early death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one wants to live with the United Nations running everything. No one wants to see that at all. Yeah, but they're so weak. The United well, Nations, and, too, uh, you know what I mean? They're, they're a joke. But I think at the end, uh, we're about the end of the show, guys. I really appreciate uh, all the conversation. It was certainly, certainly yeah. interesting, and we'll, we'll be looking forward to the next week. But I, it is time for closing comments. So each person's got about a minute to do their closing comments about the, the topics of this evening. Um, and who knows? I may see a time when the United Nations is running the world, since I will be getting cryogenically frozen. So in about 50, 100, 100 years from now, when they. When I get well, probably not fifty because I'm planning on still being alive fifty years from now. But uh, let's say a uh, hundred, two hundred years from now, when I'm unsolved and brought back, then I guess I'll see what ends up happening. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get some let's get some closing. That's that's a, that's a real thing, guys. Just look it up; it's pretty fascinating. But uh, go ahead and uh, we'll go with you, Thomas. Again, we each got about a minute. And then I'll have to oh, close okay. things out. And then uh, you, Joseph, and then Ke- – not Joseph. You, uh, Steve, and then Kelly. And then I'll close things out. Go ahead, Thomas. No, I'm just going to say, no, I'm not worried about the uh, UN also because they are just so corrupt. They, they, you know, they've been charged with, like, raping uh, in places in which they were supposed to be protecting. I mean, they're just a criminal outfit. They're a joke. And all they do is steal the money and uh, rape the people they're supposed to protect. So they're 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 you know they're they're nothing to worry about. We would have to go in there and straighten them out anyways. <laughs> they're a nasty organization, corrupt and just criminal to the highest degree. That's it. But I don't think you can get any arguments there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'll call you. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. So, Kelvin, let's go ahead and go uh, to you, Steve, and then Kelly. In the beginning of a change, the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. When his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot, and we are caught between a rock and a hard place because... You could run into a situation where if you don't do anything and the status quo maintains, you're in total slavery. And then the, the, the rock is if you make a decision and it's the wrong decision, then, then you have to deal with the consequences of that. So it, it's kind of like America's between a rock and a hard place. Shouldn't really worry about it. But, um, and that's why, you know, every show I'm almost advocating, you know, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, living right, things of that nature, cleaning up your spiritual life. You have to plan to go to heaven. You're not going to accidentally bump into heaven. You have to plan to live righteous. I mean, that's just a fact. It's like you plan for college education. But, yeah, I'll be here next Wednesday, guys. Uh, you have a good night. Nice to talk to you. Well, you too, uh, and thank you very much. It's always good to have you on. Then Kelly, and then I'll have to close things up for the night. All right, so we talked 
a lot about a lot of topics, I guess. And, uh, you know, I really admire the rule of law. I've heard these, oh, ideas from a whole bunch of people over time, over long periods of time. Like, oh, we should storm the courthouse and remove those judges. And to, uh, oh, the common law. They're not using the common law. And we should uh, do all this uh, call to arms and and the 14th Amendment people, um, you know, another group that's like, oh, it's call to arms. I I don't take these people serious as far as the physical threats. I just, you know, but um, anyway, it's, um, yeah, Uh, there are a lot of problems, and uh, if we stick to the Constitution, we're going to be doing pretty good. Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson said, Let no more be said about the corruption of man, but bind him by the change of the Constitution, which includes due process and trial by jury. So anyway, I just uh, you know enjoyed this, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Well, I do appreciate everyone uh, coming on to the show, because of course it is our callers here uh, that make Bard's Logic political uh Talk the great show that it is, because uh, it is uh, your contribution that uh, really does uh, for the show. That's why I don't uh, talk as much on the program, because I like to hear from you, uh, we the people. And looking forward to next week. I'm, of course, working on some guests. Uh, I'll let you know uh, if I hear back uh, from uh, Fritz uh, Springmeyer. I did reach out to him this evening to see about him getting in. Um, I did get okays about getting, uh, you know, a couple other folks to just try to get things scheduled uh, for that. Uh, we'll, I'll keep you posted. Of course, we're always trying to get uh, candidates on as well. Uh, going to be also talking about the the upcoming Trump rallies. Uh, there's going to be there's one in Ohio. I'm hoping to be able to make it this this Saturday, but we'll see. It's not really that close to where I live. It's actually the exact opposite direction the opposite corner of where i live uh in ohio so may may or may not be able to make it i'm, I'm hoping to find some folks to uh, uh to go with because uh, i'd like to meet because uh, jonah schultz will be there which we've interviewed a couple of weeks ago and it's always kind of neat to to meet the the guests uh when they come on the show uh i've, I've been able to meet some over time since it's uh most of the guests are, are national. I've had a few international folks on, uh, so the, the chance of even meeting people, even some of our panelists, such as Kelly, uh, doing the show for almost a decade now, we've we'd never had the uh, the opportunity and privilege to meet each other yet. So hopefully one day uh, we'll be able to do that, Kelly and other people who I have on the show. It might actually be uh, Steve who lives the closest to me right now with you living in, in Indiana, which I frequent Indiana uh, pretty frequently, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll be out in Indiana this weekend. Probably not as far as, as where you live, uh, Steve, but um, I've got some, some relatives that live there, and I'll be going uh, across the Indiana border to purchase some fireworks. Uh, but I will be, of course, uh, ending tonight as I do every night, and I was actually looking at some of her art, because she does art now, and uh, but that is with Aubrey Ashburn. We had her on the show as well, uh, gosh, when the fir- uh, show first started. Uh, we had her on the program. So actually, of all the politicians, all the candidates, all the other organizations of people that I've uh, interviewed, she's still one of my top, her and Virgil Goode, who ran for president for the Constitution Party 2012. 
But thank you uh, very much, folks. Take care. We'll see you next week, and have a good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.